This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's our lifestyle, the podcast, episode 229. Thanks to everyone that continues to tune in every single week. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for everyone that's uh, shown us some love over on YouTube and followed our channel. We're getting close to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So help us get there so that we can go live right within YouTube at some of these upcoming shows. Now, I also want to give a huge shout out to the Custom Car Show Productions fam. You always hear us at the top talk a little bit about uh, their awesome events. And if you are in the Alabama area, they have their uh, next kind of nighttime event. We've talked a little bit about it when Greg was on. That is April 17th, that evening time show. That's called After Hours Car, Truck, and Bike Show. And oh, by the way, you have Scraping the Coast. Really needs no introduction. This is a 19th annual event. That is going down the 25th of June through the 27th. That's literally the last weekend of June and uh, the weekend before July 4th weekend. We hope to see you at both of these. And uh, man, cannot wait to get out to Scraping the Coast. So uh, check this out. Uh, On this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to continue to keep it fresh. And uh, we've tried to mix up the recent episodes a little bit. And try to, uh, like I said, you know, uh, keep it a little bit, you know, fresh, right? And uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have Tony Moore on. Now, Tony Moore has been on the list a while, and uh, he's a he's a good homie with us, uh, a a good dude. Uh, We've supported some of the cool stuff that he's uh, launched. uh, A lot of cool stuff. He always, uh, you know, comes back and supports OLP, so we appreciate that. Uh, but uh, he's doing a lot of awesome stuff, man. He's getting some great, good exposure, and uh, we just kind of felt like now is the time. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk with Tony Moore here just in a few minutes. We're also going to have uh, Kim and David on to talk a little bit about those uh, key updates for Sparks in the Park. Now, Sparks in the Park is literally next weekend, so if you're listening to this and you're within driving distance, get in the car, truck, the daily driver, whatever, and head on over to Niceville. We'll talk more about that with them. Uh, They're going to have the BMX bike uh, contest. We're going to have the 80s and 90s, the best outfit, uh, that award that Welch is working on for us. So uh, you'll come in your 80s and 90s attire. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. Now, I know you haven't heard from Miggity Mike the Mayor. Uh, He's out gallivanting around. What the hope is is that we can kind of get ahead here with a little bit of the audio, and then we'll pick back Mike. Uh, we'll pick Mike back up, and uh, we'll talk a little bit with him, see what he's got going down. We know, we know he's out there gallivanting. You know, I don't know what his whole deal is, but uh, he's always floating around Naples, and uh, you know, getting the ladies' numbers, and he calls them customers. I don't know, man. It sounds kind of weird, but uh, kind of shady. But you know, that's uh, that's Miggity Mike for you. Now, this overview is brought to you by our friends at 
Graphics Mafia. We tell you time and time again, if you need stickers, maybe for your business, uh, if your loved one has a business, or you just want decals in general that you're going to give away for free for your business, or you're going to sling, uh, you can reach out to Graphics Mafia. They also do wraps and other things. It's G-R-A-P-H-I-X Mafia. Look them up on Instagram, Facebook, send them a message, let them know uh, that you uh, that you heard us talk about them on OLP. They will get you taken care of. Now, like I said, to keep this fresh, we're literally going to roll in uh, really one of the, the first times in a long time I can think of that we're literally going to roll into audio a little bit earlier in the episode. And uh, again, just to kind of keep things fresh, uh, Tony Moore from Asphalt Army, let's bring him in to the podcast. Yo, yo, and as I mentioned on this episode, we're going to kind of roll in a little bit earlier to uh, some audio with a guest. And man, I want to uh, welcome Tony Moore, man. How you doing, brother? Thank you for taking the time uh, to sit down with us here at OLP. Thank you very much for having me. Things are going good. You know, it's springtime, my favorite time of the year. Things are greening up and, uh, you know, it's getting warmer out. Car show season is here. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm getting excited for this year. Hey, I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's always ironic, uh, you know, living down here in Florida, when I hear people say, man, you know, we're finally going to get the cars cruising again. I'm like, what are you guys talking about, man? We've been cruising all, <laughs> but, uh, obviously the differences in the seasons and stuff. And I can imagine, man, um, you know, my wife comes from uh, Pittsburgh area, so she always talked about Plexitani Phil and uh, Groundhog Day and is winter going to go yep. longer and stuff like that. So I, I know you guys are probably itching for warmer weather, like you said. Yeah, definitely. That's for sure. Yeah, man. A lot of guys and, and listeners and ladies, you know, they, they probably know the name Tony Moore. Uh, I mentioned uh, before we got on here, uh, Asphalt Army, uh, which what I, I want to talk a lot about that. But, um, you know, for the casual listener, casual enthusiast, uh, wh- why don't you give just a little bit of background information about yourself, maybe where you grew up, where you live now, all that stuff. Like, who is Tony Moore? Sure, sure. Well, I was born in a small town, Monticello, Illinois, and we moved down here pretty much right after I was born. And so I pretty much lived in St. Louis my entire life. My wife and I got married back in 96, and we moved to uh, Florissant. And we lived there for, gosh, 25 years. It was, you know, we moved there, kind of figured we'd, you know, just be there for a few few short years. And uh, 25 years later, we finally uh, decided to move. And so we're living out in O'Fallon, Missouri now. And uh, we don't have any kids. We've just got two little dogs, two little palm cheese, Morgan and Diesel. And um, I guess, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a senior manager of the graphics department at uh-huh. Emerson Tool Company full time. That's kind of my daily grind. And then, of course, uh, you know, I started Timor Graphics back in the 90s, and that's an automotive-related graphic design business, and that's kind of what I do, you know, freelance freelance on the side. And then Asphalt Army is something that my brother and I had dreamed about doing back in the 90s, and we kind of uh, decided back in 2014 that, what the heck, let's give it a shot and see what happens. So. That's a little bit kind of briefly about me and what I do. Awesome, man, dude. Uh, so it sounds like, you know, you pretty much at an early age, you moved out of Illinois and uh, you've been kind of down in that region for a, a while then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Now, uh, yeah, and I appreciate you pro- providing kind of the backstory and some of the 
you know, what you do for a living and things like that, because I think that's a question I sometimes forget to ask. And I'm always curious, you know, Hey, what people do, uh, you know, their backgrounds and stuff. And, and I definitely want to learn more about that, uh, in terms of like, you know, why you started asphalt army and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll touch upon that now, sure. uh, being that, you know, we're a mini truck and inspired podcast. One of my favorite questions to ask someone, whether I've known them forever or I just met them a month ago, you know, how did you get involved in cars and trucks? Like, is it something that your dad liked or, you know, your friends liked in school? Like, what's the backstory there? Yeah, kind of, uh, it's kind of really based on my family. Um, growing up, I mean, cars were a big part of our lives. Um, you know, my dad, my dad wasn't one that customized everything he had, but at the time, uh, right before I was born, my dad bought a 1970 GTO judge. And, uh, so he actually kept that car for, gosh, I don't even remember how many years. I mean, he had it for a long, long time. And, um, you know, so it was just something, you know, cars were just kind of something that we were always enthralled with. Um, you know, as kids, we went to car shows, you know, here and there, went to the tractor poles, monster truck events, stuff like that. And, um, basically, you know, always just kind of had a passion for cars. I drew cars ever since I was a child, my brother and I, you know, played hot wheels and all kinds of stuff, you know, all, all revolving around cars. And, uh, once I turned 16, um, I got my first vehicle, which was a 1970 Volkswagen bug. And at that point I was pretty much hooked. I picked up a copy of VW trends magazine and that kind of, that really definitely sparked, you know, my interest in that. And, uh, from there it kind of evolved into the mini trucks and all that stuff. So that's kind of how I got started in all that. Awesome. Isn't it mind blowing how many mini truckers at, at least dabbled or maybe had a VW or red VW trends? I mean, there's so many guys we've had on that have always kind yeah, of drawn I, that, you know, that connection. It really, yeah, it, you're really right. Um, I know, um, you know, my brother was into the Volkswagens as well, and that was his first car. He he bought one and built it, you know, completely from the ground up, tore it down and completely rebuilt the whole thing. And, um, you know, he later got into mini trucks as well. And, yeah, there's, I mean, I, I always am talking to people that are in the mini truck scene now that, you know, started out with a Volkswagen. That's kind of, it, it's, it's funny. I think it was just that whole California California style thing that mm-hmm. people just gravitated to and the Volkswagens kind of kicked it off and it just kind of led into the into the mini trucks I think that coupled with probably being kind of an affordable car right because they produce so many of them almost like the mini trucks oh, yeah being you yep. know obviously a little bit more affordable and then trucks for the longest time were you know watered down you know no carpet in them or you know whatever the base models were and uh, right. it just allowed for you know probably you know to your you know your point when you're younger, your parents are like, ah, oh, we can get you one of these or whatever. But, um, yeah. So did you, did you, uh, kind of feel like you stayed in the, the bug era, you know, the scene or, you know, just, uh, you know, either owning one or reading about them for like a good portion of your like teens and that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, like I said, I got it as my first car. I was 16. Um, you know, I, um, I joined a local Volkswagen club at the time, and uh, there was a handful of people around, you know, the Florissant, and Missouri area that uh, were into bugs. And so we'd get together periodically and hang out. And um, 
that kind of, you know, it, it was fun. It was exciting. And it kind of evolved into the mini trucks from there. A lot of the guys that, uh, you know, were in, into the bugs, got into the mini trucks and we started hanging around with people that had mini trucks. And, um, I guess it was probably, I was probably 18, 18, 19, uh, graduating high school. And that was kind of when I decided that, you know, I was really itching to have a truck and, uh, I started doing some looking and found a 90 or, uh, yeah, it was an 86 Toyota. And, uh, so that was, I ended up selling the, selling the bug and picking up this 90 or 86 Toyota pickup truck. And it all kind of started from there, you know, as far as my passion for mini trucks and that thing, that truck, I sunk tens of thousands of dollars in every, every penny I earned went to it. Every ounce of time I had went to it. And, uh, you know, I, I did all kinds of stuff to it. So that's kind of, kind of where it all started right there then and did you like in that era did you have like buddies you, you know you kind of talked a little bit about it but did you have someone that was like man you saw a truck and you were just hooked or um you know do you remember buying the magazine like was it a combination of all of that that just got you going you know what i want a mini truck it was kind of it was kind of a little bit of all that uh there was a place back in florissant at the time called fantasy coach works and um they, you know, they specialized in automotive customization, had a lot of like high-end Porsches and things like that around the shop all the time, but there was always mini trucks parked out front. And every time I drove by there, I wanted to stop and go in and look around and talk to the guys. And, um, you know, it was just, it was a cool shop and they had lots of, always had lots of cool mini trucks out there. So that just kind of helped, you know, spur it on even more. And, uh, you know, once I got into the truck thing, I started started customizing it, started going to shows. Um, I had a buddy of mine that was going to rank and tech at the time that was, um, he, he was going to school for auto body and paint. And, you know, the truck was, the truck was decent. It was, it was clean, but I knew when I bought it that I wanted to do a lot more to it. Um, it was already lowered when I got it, but that was about it. So, you know, I, I talked to him about doing a custom paint job on it. Next thing you know, I was putting together some renderings and, uh, he came over and, you know, well, it actually long before that, my dad was helping me do a lot of the body work on it and things like that. And got the truck, you know, more in line with, you know, looking perfect. And then I had this guy come over and spent the weekend over at the house and we painted the truck in dad's garage. And, uh, you know, after that, after the paint job, it just, it just kind of all, you know, took over and I, Went and did a full interior makeover on it. Um, you know, from there, it was just everything. Tires and wheels. You know, like I said, every paycheck I earned, mm -hmm. I turned around and sunk money into it. So yeah. that truck evolved for a handful of years. Yeah, true man trucker, it. man. And what was cool is I, I was surprised, you know, because, you know, I met you through going to shows and Jason Barbaglia and, you know, the RA guys up there and stuff. It seemed like. And uh, a few years ago, it was like November of 2019, you had shared some photos in the Mini Truck and Where Are They Now Facebook group. And I kind of did yep. a double take and I was like, Tony, damn, I'm like, all right. So then, um, you know, I had shared some of those and, um, you know, seeing the truck red with the white nose on it, of course, you got had like the splash paint. But tell us about yep. some of the mods that were on it, man. Well, um, all the interior, like I said, I, the interior at the time was tan 
I took all that stuff out. I went and bought, uh, there was a local place around here that sold, you know, a lot of the spare parts for that, for those trucks. I picked up some, wanted to change the interior out from, from the tan brown color to a gray. So I went and bought new seat belts and bought new, you know, interior pieces. Um, basically had all the upholstery ripped out of it and took it to a local place here and, uh, had, had this lady do a full interior on it. And I, while it was, while the interior was being done, I took the in, you know, all the insides apart, painted everything red to match the body. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, at the time I, you know, my dad helped me put a tilt bed on the truck mm -hmm. and I had a, a NorCal wing on the back of it. Ended up adding some 15 by eight and a half inch prime five-star wheels. And, uh, you know, from there, once I got the upholstery all done, um, everything, you know, all the upholstery was done in shades of gray, you know, with some red piping to kind of accent the red. Um, what else? The motor, I left the motor stock. It was, you know, it was a good daily driver back then. You know, that was my one and only vehicle. So, you know, even though it was my, show truck i drove it everywhere drove it to work drove it wherever and uh so you know all, all the other mods kind of came over time i after a few years of owning it i decided i wanted to do something more so i bought a uh snug top shell for it then took the entire back of it and built up uh i had a futon bed in the back had built up kind of the inside of it to kind of be, you know, all black and carpeted so that it all kind of flowed together. Uh -huh. And uh, at the time I was taking it to, you know, local car shows. And then we, every year in, in uh, St. Louis, they always had a big car show downtown. The, um, it was the ISCA car show at the time. And so, you know, you had to actually send in pictures of your vehicle to get it into the show. And uh, I was super excited. I got it in there and, I had a whole kind of, because it was a Toyota, I had a whole Japanese theme, mm -hmm. you know, back in, back in the, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, I think everybody was more, not only did you have a cool truck, but you had to have the whole display to go with it. Oh yeah. So I had, uh, I had the stanchions and I had them all painted in the red and the white and the pink to kind of match the paint job. Um, you know, I had, I had a whole setup in the back with the futon bed with, a you know, like a tray in the back with Japanese dishes and, you know, just had a whole Japanese theme going with it and, uh, won a lot of trophies with that truck, had a good time with it. And, uh, I, I wish I'd have never got rid of it. <laughs> well, hence why you were posting, I think that day in the mini truck and where are they now? Great group. Yeah. The truck, the photos yeah, that kept, you had shared. Yeah. And the photos were really good ones too. Cause you know, a lot of us think of, I mean, we joked about this a lot where, we didn't, you know, we didn't have cameras like we do now. So, you know, right. if, if your parents didn't say, hey, take some, you know, here's a camera or for your birthday, you got a camera. And then, of course, you had to buy film. But the photos yep. that you had posted were pretty good ones. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to take pictures of it all the time. And I've just got, I've got tons and tons of pictures of that and pictures of all the car and truck shows we went to. And, yeah, so many, so many good times back in the 80s and 90s and all revolving around the truck scene. I mean, we had, uh, we used to cruise. There's a place down here called Northwest Plaza that everybody used to go and hang out on the weekends and you'd park at the McDonald's lot and cruise around the, the mall. And, uh, you know, that's where we ended up meeting up with a lot of the different, you know, guys that were into the trucks. And I'd actually joined a, 
couple of different clubs back in the day back then and um you know i i it was kind of one of them things i wanted to be a part of a club and then as as i got a little bit older i just decided that you know i wanted to focus more on my career and that was kind of when i decided that maybe it was time to let the truck go and i was trying to establish my credit so i decided i'd part ways with the truck and buy myself a new vehicle and mm-hmm. Ever since then, I kicked myself for doing it. <laughs> well, we, yeah, I think we all do with certain things, and it's just the way life goes. Like you said, you had this. If you if you had this little chart, you'd have this progression from mo- that most people go through. They get out of school, they start a career. You know, obviously, you got cars and stuff in there, and then a lot of guys or ladies take a break, start their family, and all that stuff. And then you know, you get to the age that we're at now, where you know, maybe got a decent job and you want to go to shows and then you got your side hustle and you just, right. you know, you enjoy it and you want to get, you get back into it. But, um, so like from there, did you, you know, this awesome red truck and we'll share some photos. I mean, I thought, you know, I wanted to make sure you covered that it had the tilt bed and, you know, obviously the topper and stuff and it came out really cool. You had a lot of the oil cans and all that stuff with it and kind of the era, yep. era correct pieces. But like from there, so did you, were you still, like for those years that you got out of that truck, did you find yourself here and there going to car shows or hanging out with the homies or how did, how did the rest of that time go before you started, you know, kind of this endeavor back in 2014? Yeah, I still, um, I still, you know, I still kind of hung out with people here and there, went to car shows as much as I could. My brother still had his bug, so I'd go and hang out with him. You know, I bought this new, I bought a, I bought a Mazda MX-3, I think it was at the time, V6. It was, you know, brand spanking new. I was super excited to have something sporty and fun. And I probably didn't even have it a year, and I just kept itching for another truck. I'm like, I've got to get a different vehicle. I I like this car, but it's not a truck. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was probably, I guess it was about two years later. I was out uh, one night on a date with my, my now wife. And, uh, we were just out cruising around one Friday night and I passed a dealership and saw this red full size 92 Silverado sitting in the lot and it was lowered. It just had stock wheels on it, but it just, it just caught my eye and I stopped and pulled over and looked at it. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, Saturday I was back down there signing papers and I traded the car in on a truck so I could get back into a truck again. And, uh, after that, you know, it kind of started up a little bit again. You know, I, that truck led me to, um, you know, I ended up putting a Belltech 4.6 drop on it, ended up buying a set of wheels and tires for it, had it for a few years, actually, um, went through a couple different sets of tires and wheels on that, ended up having a custom paint job done on it. And, you know, that was kind of right before I got married and I still had a little bit of extra play money and Mm -hmm. had time to do some stuff with it. And, uh, so yeah, I had that for a while and, uh. That was a fun truck. I've got, I've, I've always had a passion for those older style OBSs. I just, I love the look of them and, uh, can't get enough of them. So I had that truck for a while, parted ways with it, had a handful of different other vehicles and everything else that I had over the years. I always did some sort of customizing to it, but it was never anything like, you know, like that first mini truck I had, I just, you know, I can't drive anything stock. So everything, <laughs> everything I bought, I did something to, you know, I think that's kind of how we're all wired. Yes. So. And one thing that 
I think ties in is you know the designers got those those trucks right. I mean, I'd imagine there were probably the old school guys that you know that love the C10s that when the 88s yeah. came out, they're probably like, what have they done, right? Because a right. lot of us have yep. even thought, you know, and we see certain things, you know, you see the Tesla truck and you go, ah, I mean, what, what, right. what is this, right? But I think it's that age-old thing where, you know, we all tend to do that when it's like, you know, um, you know, I think about the the hip-hop people that, that love like Sugar Hill Gang and all the 80s stuff. Well, then imagine when the 90s came and you had Wu-Tang Clan. They're like, what? Right? Right. But you and I yep. grew up in a very similar era. So, you know, we're like, yeah, Wu-Tang and Mob Deep and, you know, hip-hop, right? We love yep. it. You know, Young MC and all that stuff. But it is – I always kind of wonder if there were people like in 88 that were like, man, these trucks are ugly, right? Whereas right. we all know <laughs> them as – I mean, they're truly, you know, a classic design. So – uh, pretty cool yeah. stuff, yeah. But you kind of help bridge the gap there, and you know that's kind of what I wanted to get at is that you know you've always had kind of one foot in, and and you know it wasn't um, you know like there's a lot of guys out there which is fine, you know they'll sell something and you know maybe 20 years go by and then they're back in, you know they're like hey you know I got a decent right. job now and I can have something cool, but uh, you've always kind of been attached to something, which I always thought yeah. was cool, and and I wanted you to kind of share a little bit about. What you got now, because you think back to the 88 to 98 that you had, that seems like it kind of carried forward. And talk to us how you acquired the truck you are kind of like what I see as your truck now and then uh, what you've got done to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, actually, prior to having the Tahoe, I had yet another 92. It was actually a GMC Sierra. Nice. And uh, I picked that one up several years ago and had that for a while. I think I drove it for five years. And I mean, it was, you know, it was already lowered when I got it. I put a nice set of tires and wheels on it and it was just going to kind of be my fun truck, my play truck. And I drove it around for a good long time. And, uh, I kind of, we were, that was kind of right when we were starting asphalt army and I had gone to a couple car shows and I had seen a, a blue Tahoe at slam. I think it was at slamology. And I made a mention, I was, I think I was doing a live video and I made a mention on there about, man, how I wished I could have, could get a, could find me a nice Tahoe. And, um, it just so happened a friend of mine who I think, you know, Christina, hot ride, Chris, hot ride, Chris, yes. Christina Albrecht, she, uh, she messaged me and she said, Hey, um, I don't know if you're interested or not, but my husband has, my ex-husband has a, uh, white Tahoe and, uh, he's actually been thinking about getting rid of it if you're interested. And I was kind of like, well, actually that, uh, kind of sounds good. So I reached out to him and, uh, just happened to work out that, uh, the guy that I had bought this last red truck from had been constantly bugging me, constantly calling me, wanting to know if I wanted to sell it back. And I was like, no, I don't want to sell it. No, I don't want to sell it. Well, he happened to call me right about the time that, you know, I got contacted about this Tahoe and I was like, well, I actually, I kind of do want to sell it. And so I was able to get back out of it what I paid for it. So that made me happy. And I took that money and put it towards this Tahoe. And that's, that's kind of where, where I picked it up from. So, uh, I, you know, I hadn't seen it in person. I knew, you know, I knew Chris really well. So, you know, when she told me it was in good shape, I trusted her that, you know, I knew, I knew her husband was, her ex-husband was very good with vehicles and had customized a lot of them. And so I knew it was 
well taken care of and probably in pretty good shape. So I got in touch with him. He sent me some pictures of it. The mileage was a little high on it, but I kept having friends telling me, you know, those those stock motors are bulletproof. Don't sweat it. That's nothing. The body was rust free. I mean, it was super clean. And when I found out it had soft flat wheels on it, it just that just 100% sold me because in my head, I had always wanted a white Tahoe with soft flat wheels, either a white Tahoe or a white, um, you know, 80s, 90s style full size pickup with mm -hmm. those wheels on it. And uh, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, man, this was like this is like a dream come true. It was meant to be. And uh, so, yeah, my wife got on the horn and got in touch with a trucking company and set everything up for me. And we had the thing delivered. And uh, shoot, I, I was super happy when I picked it up. I mean, it was it was everything I hoped it would be. And uh, so, yeah, from there, it's just kind of. It's taken me some time, you know, I got to get more money saved up to do more stuff to it. But as soon as I got it, I kind of had a vision in mind of what I wanted the paint job to look like. And, you know, I know I'll do more to it over time. It's just, you know how it is. I mean, it just takes time to do these things. <laughs> time and money. Would you have ever thought that there'd be the explosion of, you know, the C10s have, you know, are obviously exploded, but then look at the 88s and 98s, how they've come back to this level and it's just amazing to me. It really is, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the mini trucks have been around for a while, and they're definitely making a comeback. But, uh, yeah, the full size are definitely, you know, I see more and more of them at shows. I see more and more of them available. And, you know, a lot of them are in pretty good shape. So, uh, yeah, I was super excited when I found this one. And I'm just, yeah, I'm blown away by how, how much more popular they're becoming and, it's nice to see it again. I mean, I like I said, I always had a love for those trucks back in the 90s. and You know, Boyd was a big inspiration to me. And seeing all the trucks that he was building, that just, that's what fueled me back when I got that 90, the first 92 that I had. I was so excited to have a truck. And I wanted, you know, I wanted it to look like something he was building. And so, uh, so yeah, I'm super happy to see that they're making a good comeback. We'll have to share some photos. I mean, I really like your Tahoe. It looks nice. You recently also gotten it painted, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, it was about a year ago to this day almost. Um, yeah, it was kind of right when the pandemic started. I had uh, I had actually dropped it off with the guy that was going to do all the work on it for me and kind of had the colors picked out, and I left it with him. And he was actually uh, – he, he worked at a – performance shop up in Florissant for many years and I got to know him there and uh I knew he was into into custom painting and things like that but you know I never had a need for anything else back then to be painted and over time I was doing some some uh renderings for him for some of his customers that he was painting vehicles for and so I kind of knew you know at some point if I ever had something again he'd probably be the one that I would go to for you know some custom paint work and once i got that tahoe it just kind of it just kind of all fell in place i had i had done some work for him recently you know right before getting that truck and and uh so i you know was out there talking to him a little bit and i'm like hey i'm picking up this tahoe and i want to have it painted and is this something you'd be interested in and he's like well what do you want to do to it and um he actually told me after he finished it, he goes, you know, he goes, I wasn't going to paint it if you wanted it to just be put back white. <laughs> he goes, I wanted to do something custom to it. 
And the fact that, you know, when you came out and talked to me about what you wanted to do, he was like, I was, I was definitely on board with it. Um, he does, he mostly does a lot of bikes, motorcycles, um, baggers and stuff like that. The guy does incredible work and, um, he's done some vehicles over the years, but I, right now bikes are kind of his thing, mm -hmm. but I knew, you know, I could trust him to fix the body work that needed to be fixed on it. And I knew that the paint work that he would do would be phenomenal after seeing some of the stuff that I'd seen him do. So he was definitely the go-to guy when it came to it. And, uh, he definitely didn't disappoint. I was, I was blown away when I went to pick the truck up last year and, you know, saw it for the first time and just completely amazed at how well it turned out. So, yeah, it looks good. And, uh, what's your favorite aspect of the truck, the SUV? Um, I really, I really love the, uh, the brown color that we picked on it. I told him I wanted something kind of like a root beer color. And, um, you know, he was telling me, well, I can cut, he goes, I do a lot of root beers, you know, but I do them with, he was telling me all the different colors that he blended to make this color. And I'm like, you know, that's awesome. But what's going to happen someday if you're not painting anymore and I need to get this thing redone, how am I going to take it to somebody and tell them, well, he mixed a little of this with a little of that. And I was like, if I could just find a brown color that I like, you know, that would, uh, that would make me happier to find something that I can kind of work with. That if I had to have it touched up, somebody might be able to do a decent job touching it up. And uh, I don't know why I'm worried about that, because if something ever happened to it, I'd probably completely change the color anyway. But uh, so, you know, uh, he ended up finding a Lexus Autumn Shimmer that was a kind of a brown tone. And I took a look at one of the vehicles that had that color on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. And he's like, I'm going to add some gold and some copper flake into it. It'll really pop. And um, the first few pictures that he sent to me of it, um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell when it's in the shop being painted, but it kind of had like an orangish hue to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was super excited because I just love the color. And then when I saw it in person, you really have to see it in person in the sunshine to really, you know, get the full effect of the color. Otherwise, it kind of has... it. To just see it in the dark or in a low light, it takes on kind of a burgundy tone, blackish tone. But uh, when you see it in the sun and the flake starts popping, it really comes to life. Yeah, it looks good. The the center surround section, how it's painted to match. Of course, you got the white bumper on it, and the, and the lower portion is white. Yep. Now, you some of the photos when I had looked back on Facebook, you did have a louvered hood on it, right? I did, yeah. And, and, uh, and that got, did, did you end up, oh, so you ended up swapping it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to keep it. And when he started looking into it, uh, he just told me it was going to take a lot of work to, uh, there was a few rust spots on there that he was concerned might pop out in time. And he said, he goes, I can do it if you want, but I'm just afraid that, you know, if it in, if some of this rust starts popping through in time, you're not going to be real happy with it. And he goes, I, if I was you, I would suggest changing to something different. Well, I had always wanted a cow hood on the last two, uh, you know, OBSs that I had. So I was like, well, I guess now's as good a time as any to change it up. And plus I figured, you know, I love the Lubert hood, but when I bought that truck, it came that way. And so I thought, well, this will at least give it a little bit more, you know, personal touch than just keeping, keeping the same hood on there. And I do miss the hood, but uh, I'm super happy with it now and the way it turned out. So 
Yeah, it looks it's, good, uh, man. We'll we'll share some hey. photos of it for the you know the listeners and that that may not know you. I mean, it's a very cool SUV. It's a two door. You know, we've heard this for years. They're getting harder to find, and they are. So uh, yeah, you know, I think that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, man. So um, I wanted to talk about as we kind of transition from some of the cool vehicles you've had. I mean, you've had a lot of awesome stuff. But when I think of you and how I kind of met you through the scene is you seem like a very talented, like illustrator, I'd call you an artist, right? So, you know, you hinted a little bit earlier, I I think it's awesome that your career, you've been able to kind of get into something that you seem to really enjoy doing. But like, how did all that start? You know, you mentioned a little bit of like in school, you were drawing and stuff like that. But um, how did you get into uh, doing the illustrations and whatnot? And, um, you know, what's the backstory there? Well, it kind of, uh, it kind of started out, you know, as, as, being a child, my parents, whenever we would go out to eat, our parents would always take a pen and paper and, you know, to keep us quiet at a restaurant or something, they'd, you know, tell us, shut up and sit there and draw. And that was kind of what we did back in the day. My brother and I would just doodle cars all the time. And, uh, you know, it was just something I did all the time growing up. Never really thought that it would ever lead to anything big. And um, I guess I went to a two-year technical school right out of high school I went to school for mechanical drawing. That was what my dad did. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed watching him. He had a drawing board in the basement and I'd watch him draw. And I just, I was always mesmerized by that stuff. And so I was like, that's what I want to do. I went to a two-year tech school for that. And I breezed through the tech school pretty quickly. They had a lot of specialty courses you could take. And you were required to take two. And then you could take as many as you could fit in in the time that you were there. I breezed through so quickly that I was able to get through a handful of them and I landed on technical illustration and completely changed the desire of where I wanted to go. I love doing technical illustration, which is, if you're not sure what it is, it's like doing three-dimensional illustrations like assembly instructions and things like that. So mm-hmm. if you buy an owner, you know, buy something and it's got an owner's manual, I would be doing all the exploded view pieces to show you how to assemble it. Mm-hmm. That was the kind of stuff I was doing. And I love doing that stuff. And from there, I decided that was what I wanted to do. I found a local graphic studio that was up the street from me, actually. And I went up there and talked to the owner and told him what I was looking, you know, what I was going to school for. And did he have any openings? And he's like, well, we do that here, but I don't really have any openings. And I said, well, can you at least take a look at my work and tell me what you think? And he's like, well, yeah, your stuff's great. He goes, you need to work on this and you need to work on this a little more. But he's like, you know, you've definitely got got the right stuff. He goes, it's just we just don't have any openings here. And, you know, so unfortunately, the answer is no. And I thought, well, OK, you know, I'm still in school. I'll go back to school, practice on the things that he told me I needed to improve on. Went back to school and worked on some of that stuff some more, came back a couple months later and stopped in and talked to the guy. And he's like, yeah, your stuff's really looking good, but. I just don't have anything. And he's like, you might still work on this and this. And he goes, you know, but otherwise everything's looking good. I came back a few months later and the guy was like, you know, this stuff's really looking good. He goes, I really admire your persistence. And I actually have a need for, you know, another illustrator in here and I'd love to hire you. And so that kind of started the whole getting him, getting my foot in the door in a graphic design studio. And, uh, so I started doing exploded view illustrations there and a lot of what they did was 
color separations for different artwork. Uh, one of their customers was a bottle manufacturer, and so I was kind of getting getting my feet wet doing some color separations for you know plastic bottles and different things like that. And it just it kind of morphed into graphic design and. We, the, the workload was so robust there that it just, it never let up and it got to where we started getting a lot of computer work at the time. And I was, I did everything by hand back then. I didn't, I didn't know anything about a computer, didn't even want to know anything about a computer. And we basically had a bunch of government work come in that needed to be done. And he was like, we need you to, you know, figure this out and be able to get this stuff done in time. And I sat down at a Mac and started learning and just kind of taught myself how to do everything. And it was kind of, you know, it was there that I started wondering, how can I incorporate vehicles into this and do something fun on the side? You know, I was learning how to illustrate, you know, different things, you know, the, the screws and bolts and nuts and all the pieces and parts that went together to do these assembly drawings. And I was trying to incorporate those kind of lines and, techniques into my car drawings at the time and uh i got i got hooked up with a guy that was putting on an art and hobby show and i went to one of these art and hobby shows and i had some renderings that i had done that i framed and i was selling those and at the time i did christmas cards i do my own personal christmas cards every year i design them so i had some some of those printed up and i was selling those and the guy that was running the show came up and talked to me afterwards and he's like would you be interested in you know doing some t-shirt artwork for me and i was like well you know i've never never done this before but sure i'd love to give it a try and i did a design for him and uh it turned out good he was super happy with it and it just kind of took off from there we kind of formed a a good friendship and i was he was a local guy in florissant as well so i was up at his shop all the time talking to him and picking up new work and once i started getting a few t-shirts under my belt with him he started sharing the artwork with different screen printers to get the shirts printed and i started getting calls from the screen printers saying hey we love your work can you do a design for us and it just kind of it just kind of morphed from there it was something i never really expected i just you know everybody always said oh you'll never make any money drawing cars and and it just kind of took off from there, and that was kind of the beginning of it all. Yeah, and who would have thought, you know, you mentioned Boyd earlier and many of those influence influences that, you know, he influenced a lot of us, whether it was a build or a style, right, with the, with the sport trucks, oh, the yeah. trucks. And then, he, you know, all these years later, here you are, you know, you start, obviously, your, your business and that type of thing. Now, from there, like, at what point, in time do you then start asphalt army which is the company you own well that was um we started asphalt army in 2014 um i started back in the 90 or i guess it was around 91 when i started timor graphics and that was kind of the whole automotive thing um i did all that back through the 2000s and my customer base just kept growing and growing and i started doing not only t-shirt design but logo design i was doing custom paint design um, I joined SEMA back in early 2000s, I guess, and uh, started sending, I created my own postcard mailers and started mailing those out to different businesses, trying to drum up some work. And 
it just kind of, you know, from there, it just kept growing. I kept getting different businesses, you know, different work from different places. Um, you know, obviously the internet played a big part in it. I was, at the time, I was on a lot of different car and truck forums, talking to people and sharing pictures of my rides and stuff like that. And, you know, artwork always kind of came up on there and I'd share some of that. And, uh, it, you know, I started getting calls from people in different clubs and different businesses from online stuff. And so, yeah, it just, it was one of them things, like I said, I never really expected it to grow into anything super big. And at, at, at the same time, I was still working a full-time job this, this whole time. So, you know, doing, doing the daily grind, coming home and doing this stuff in the evenings for fun and extra money to kind of help fund my car habits. And it was, you know, it was just kind of, I guess around 2013, my brother and I had started going to some car shows together. Mm -hmm. um, he lives up in Indiana and, you know, the two of us had kind of been hitting a few different car shows together. And he, he's always had custom vehicles. And so, you know, we were started hitting some shows together and he was like, you know, he goes, remember back when we talked about starting a t-shirt business? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I'm telling you, I really think that your artwork would do well on stuff. And I really think that we can make a go of it. And I was like, well, I don't know. And, you know, I'm thinking, geez, just what I need another, another job. I've already already working a full-time job and all the freelance stuff I got going. And I thought, you know what? We are, we're not getting any younger. We always wanted to try it. We talked about it back in the nineties when, you know, when I first started doing this stuff, he kept saying, man, we should do a t-shirt business. And so it just kind of took off from there. 2014, we, I guess it was 2013. We kind of started putting our heads together on, you know, what could we call this? And, you know, what, what kind of, what do we want to do? You know, do we want to keep it just truck related? Do we want to do cars and trucks? Do we want to do muscle cars or whatever? And, you know, we both, like I said, we both started with Volkswagens, been into many trucks. Um, and it was just one of them things. We didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves with a business name that just sold us to just truck and, you know, many truck designs. We oh, wanted yeah. something that could kind of be a little bit of everything. And Asphalt Army kind of came to mind and it just kind of, we felt like it just kind of fit. It kind of gives us the ability to design a shirt for, you know, the muscle car guys, the mini truck guys. We can do a little bit of everything and that brand name just kind of works for all of it. Yeah, I, that's one thing, you know, I, every time I hear the name, I'm like, man, what just an awesome name, you know? And I think it goes along with some of the illustrations that we'll talk about that you've done. But I just think about it, and I'm like, you know, it, like you said, you didn't pigeonhole yourselves. You thought of something unique. And, um, I mean, I, quite frankly, I'm surprised that it, it wasn't, you know, do you ever sometimes go, man, I can't believe anyone didn't have that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and, and sometimes, you know, this is not a, you know, uh, you know, negative towards any other uh, brand. But I know, like, even for us, like, you know, we've talked about this in the past. Like, you know, we're like, we kept thinking, 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 going through, like, 20, 30 names. Like, what should we name our stuff? You know, this, you know, allows you to do this, but this doesn't. But, right. you know, a lot of, over the years, I mean, I've been in mini trucking, you know, in the scene for, like, 25 years. And there's been, you know, mini trucking cartel. And there's been this. And there's yep. been that. And there's been a lot that have come and gone. You know, no big deal. That's the way life goes. You know, you're going to have stuff flow right. in and flow out. But, when I think of the name, I'm like, dude, that is just 
an awesome name. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, we, we love it. I mean, it was, like I said, it was kind of what we settled on after a handful of them. And yeah, I'm super happy with the name and we kind of, you know, when we started it off at the time, you know, I came up with a logo, but I wasn't super happy with it. And I just knew there was something more there that I could play around with. And uh, so, yeah, the initial logo that we started out with wasn't super great. I, I did it, but I wasn't super happy with it. And so I just kept playing around and kind of came with, came up to the logo that we're at now. And, you know, we, I, I love doing logo design and things like that. So, I mean, I'm always kind of changing up our, you know, logo on different shirts and doing something different here and there just to, just to spice it up a little bit and let me be creative a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I've just, I, I absolutely love doing this stuff. Never would have dreamed that, you know, when I started drawing cars back as a kid that here I would be 51 doing this stuff now, but I am certainly glad that Blake and I decided to partner up on this and give it a chance because, you know, um, you're never too old to go for a dream, you know, a hundred percent brother. Uh, if you go to Asphalt Army, just how it sounds, you'll get a chance to see some of these illustrations. And, you know, I'm a big fan of just the stuff you do. And I wanted to ask you this, but I wanted to wait till we got to this point. But, you know, when I think of the sport trucking shirt that you recently did, you've got this 88 to 98 red Sierra. It kind of draws together, you know, some of the inspiration, at least me as an outsider looking in that you've owned over the years with a short bed truck, you know, having some red, you know, having this and having that. And I would imagine, you know, that stuff is in your brain and that's what maybe inspires some of these designs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's Yeah. Good we've got, I've got billions of ideas in my brain and I can't tell you how many ideas I've, I've started and, you know, I share them with Blake and I'm like, what do you think? And then, you know, he'll throw an idea back at me and we, it evolves into something else. And, I've got so many designs that we've just still not done because every time I do something else, I'm like, it just, it evolves into another design. And, you know, so we've got a lot of, a lot of stuff that we want to do and just need more time to do it all. <laughs> I know. Right. But, um, yeah, you know, in, in something else I thought always thought was cool. Um, you know, obviously many truckers, we've talked about how out of the seventies, you know, with these, the smaller pickups and, and things like that. And, you know, moving into the eighties and the nineties, uh, you know, the vanners really started a lot of that stuff. And that's one of my favorite designs that you've done. You've done the van and sticker and, uh, you know, you yeah. incorporated your logo into it. You've got the cool stance on it, you know, with a little bit lifted in the back, but really kind of that raked stance, but you've yep. done a lot of cool stuff. And what I wanted to kind of ask is you mentioned Boyd earlier, but, I would imagine someone like you that's got a little bit of the teaching behind you, there's got to be illustrator, maybe one or two out there. Like, who do you look up to or maybe who have you drawn inspiration from, uh, you know, maybe if it's different than anyone you've mentioned so far? Oh, gosh. Uh, there's a ton <laughs> of them. <laughs> um, back in the day when I was first kind of learning to, you know, draw, you probably remember. I mean, it's kind of made a comeback now. Cartoons Magazine. Um I can remember as a kid standing in line at the grocery store and always begging mom to buy me a copy of it. And, you know, George Trosley was one of the, one of the artists and he always had a how to in the back of the book. And there was always one, you know, one or maybe two sometimes vehicles that he would show you how to draw. And he had that cool, you know, it wasn't quite 
rat faint style, but sort of, you know, the big tires and the smoke and all that. And uh, he offered a book, gosh, back in, I don't even know, the 80s or 90s. It was a long, long time ago. He offered a how to draw book and I bought it. And I drew everything in that book time and time again, trying to, you know, match his style and try to, you know, come up with something a little different of my own. So he was a big, a big inspiration to me. Um, I've still got, I've still got that book somewhere. He had a personal note in there to me and I just, you know, I've held on to it forever. Um, Steve Stanford was another, another guy that I really looked up to. His work was just always incredible, super clean. Um, he, his stuff always just caught my eye in the magazines and I, you know, I don't think anybody that's into cars can deny that Chip Foose kind of had, you know, had a little bit of a inspiration on him as well. I mean, I've actually met the guy a couple times at SEMA and he's just, you know, obviously I don't know him on a personal level, but the guy's just always been super nice. The guy's just got mega talent and, you know, I've watched him do stuff over the years and really it's really inspired by him as well. But, uh, you know, now it's, um, there's a lot of newer artists that I look up to, uh, Brian Stupski, Lamoris Harris, Eric at graphic disorder. I mean, that guy's a beast. He's, he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And he and I talked years and years ago. We, I think we met on a screen printing forum or something and or graphics forum or something. And, you know, I've watched him evolve over time and his style is just, it just gets better and better. Everything that he pumps out just gets better and better. And, um, Christina Albrecht too. I know we talked about her earlier. She's been a big inspiration to me over the years too. She, uh, I I've been friends with her for a long time. We've, we've never met in person. We've tried to meet at SEMA a few times and it's never worked out. We both laughed at, you know, we don't know if either one of us are really real. We've never met each other. But, uh, you know, she's been a big inspiration to me as well. And she actually did one of our shirt designs uh, for us, I think, two years ago, maybe last year. And uh, I'm going to be working with her on a new design for us before long again, I think. So she's super talented and got a lot of great ideas. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, you know, and, and I think it's important, you know, we try to bring stories like yours to light in the scene. That's what I love doing, having been a part of the scene for 25 years it's like hey kind of like you 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 got to a point where maybe your role changes a little bit in the scene like you still want to go to shows but you know you're going to spend a little bit more time setting up a booth right than than drinking beer and that type of thing so i also think it's important for someone like you to be able to highlight other people that you maybe drew inspiration from or that hey you know maybe pushed you along and uh you know so naming some of those names and you know some that we've had on some that we want to have on um, is pretty cool. Uh, so, you know, I appreciate you sharing that. Sure. Now from a, from a, would you do, okay. So if someone uh, kind of a quicker question here, if someone were to call you an artist or an illustrator, is that the same thing to you or do you prefer one? I, I consider myself more of an illustrator. Um, I'm not super great at drawing a lot of things. Um, and in fact, a lot of, over time, I used to draw a lot of the vehicles that I that I use for T-shirts. I would hand draw them back in the day, and it got to a point where I started having people that wanted race cars done, and they'd send me a picture, and they're like, I just want this on the shirt. And so a lot of it became 
basically tracing the photo of their vehicle. So, you know, all the angles and everything were just as they wanted it, just as they saw it in the photo. But then, you know, I, I draw everything in Adobe Illustrator. So it's all vector-based artwork. And so I just put my own creative flair on, you know, the line work and the reflections. And I kind of do my own thing when it comes to all that. But so to, to speed up time, I don't, I don't draw them from scratch as much anymore as I used to, as I just, you know, I use photos for reference and illustrate off of those to just speed up time. And, you know, I had people that wanted, wanted shirt artwork, but they didn't want to pay a fortune for it. And the time it took me to hand draw stuff versus the time it took me to just take a photo that they had and basically recreate what, you know, that exact angle just made it so much easier and faster for me and save them money. So that's, um, you know, a lot of what I do now is, Kind of similar to that but so yeah i would call myself more of an illustrator than than an artist definitely got it so thanks for kind of breaking that down now you know if if someone was a car builder or someone you know had to you know i might be able to ask them like you know what you know what's the next car do you want to build or what's the next um you know thing in your list right that you want to knock off so for someone like you do you have like a mental list of like you know i want to I want to one day do this kind of artwork or I want to one day, you know, like, do you have anything else or do you kind of feel like, Hey man, I'm in the catbird seat. I got my day job. I, I have a successful side deal. You've done artwork for me, for a lot of people, right. For shows. We'll talk about one in yeah. a minute, but like, do you have anything that you go, you know, I, I also want to be able to do this before I shut down doing, you know, asphalt army, if that ever happens. No, not really. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty content with where I'm at. Um, you know, I think, I think I really personally, I kind of think I have it made. Um, I think if I was doing the car stuff full time all the time, I think I probably wouldn't enjoy it quite as much if it was something that I was doing day in and day out. The fact that I, you know, have a day job to go to, it's, it's similar to what I do on, you know, with my side stuff, but it's not as creative. But I love doing that stuff, and I love the fact that I can come home and cut loose and do what I do in the evenings. So, I, you know, I'm pretty happy with the niche that I've carved for myself and happy where I'm at. And, you know, we've still got a lot of shirt ideas and things we want to do, and I just want to keep pumping out work and keep trying to come up with new ideas and new things for people. And so, yeah, I'm, there's really not anything that I could say that I'm dying to do. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. Yeah, you got your gig, and then you've got your side thing that you're going to continue. I think like that's kind of what I was thinking. You know, you're going to continue to put out cool stuff, and people are going to appreciate it. But uh, we're talking to Tony Moore from Asphalt Army. Uh, you can visit asphaltarmy.com and uh, check out some of these cool designs. He's done some really uh, very very neat stuff. I I really like a lot of it. Now um, I know you partnered really well with our family, Jason Barbaglia. And uh, all yeah. of the RA fam up there relaxing in the park, St. Louis. We've been trying to tell you guys for a few years. Uh, I got a chance to go up in 2019. It looks like I'll be making the trek up again this year. And uh, the cool thing about it is it's the 21st of May uh, through the 23rd. So that third weekend in the month of May. Uh, technically, well, let's see, one, two, three, because May 1st is a Saturday. It's kind of like the 4th, but it's the 21st, the 22nd, 23rd, relaxing in the Park St. Louis. I know you're excited about this one, but you've also partnered with them to do some of the artwork. Uh, talk to us about that. Yeah. 
Um, well, I had actually, I had met those guys, gosh, I guess back before the, uh, the very first show that we did. And, uh, at that time, you know, I, I had met those guys, talked to them about doing the flyer and the art shirt artwork. And, you know, I, I just wanted to do it to help them out. I, I didn't do it for any money. I didn't do it for anything other than just, they were guys that I had been hanging out with at car shows and was really getting to know them. And I just wanted to do the artwork for them and to help them out. And those guys were super, super stoked to have me take it on. And, um, so yeah, I did the artwork for the first year. And then, um, you know, after that, everything went well that very first year, the show turned out good, even though we had some issues. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I definitely, you know, I told them, I'm like, I definitely want to do the artwork again. And we, uh, you know, they graciously asked me to do it again for them this year, and I'm super happy. So I think the artwork turned out cool this year. I think people will really like it, and uh, we've got the shirt orders up now. You know, the pre-order is up now on our website, so if anybody wants to pick up a show shirt, we've got them available to pre-order now. Yeah, so. and what was cool is when you go to Asphalt Army, AsphaltArmy.com, you'll get a chance to see what he's talking about. You've got three vehicles on the show shirt, and then, of course, real clean artwork, uh, really nicely done. So, uh, you know, big ups to what you're doing there. Now, we, we've got a joke with DJ Mays, a.k.a. Barbaglia, because, you know, it, it would be like, hey, Jay, if you guys could actually have a show, we, we could actually have a show <laughs> shirt, right? But I, I think he's, right. he's like, all right, man, enough of that. But seriously, yeah. you know, the first year you hinted at it, they had this epic flood that moves the show. You guys probably remember, man, two years ago, us talking about that. Last year, COVID hits. You try to reset the shot clock and push it out and, you know, the crazy yep. world. And then this year, we're like, okay, fingers crossed that, you know, there's no other crazy, you know, killer bees that swarm in the St. Louis or something. <laughs> man. I mean, you can't right, make this exactly. shit up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm hoping that everything goes off without a hitch. I mean, things are things are definitely looking like they're going in the right direction. So we just got to hold out for a little longer and we'll see. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's overdue. And I think, I think people are going to really love it because that, you know, the first year it was phenomenal. I mean, the cruising was awesome on Friday night. I think everybody had a blast cruising Lindbergh and hanging out at Hooters. That was, you know, to me, that was as cool as the show itself, but, uh, the show was a great time, great success. And, uh, I, you know, I think this year is going to be even better. So I'm super stoked for it. I know all the guys in the club are too, so we're ready. Yeah, and then anyone that uh, was pre-registered last year, of course, they did it real nice and clean. They just said, hey, it's going to carry right over to next year. So uh, very cool stuff. And then I know you can tap the uh, link in their Instagram bio, which will take you to relaxinintheparc.com, which is literally – uh, relaxing, and then another IN for in the park.com. Uh, you can go out there. You'll see a lot of details, a uh, real cleanly done site. I think they've done good with that. Uh, so pretty cool yeah. stuff. Now, one aspect you mentioned your brother, right? Who, uh, loved seeing the truck at mini Nats last year. You know, we, uh, we're going to announce real soon. You partnered up with us last year to help us. And, uh, we just had a great time, man. You know, you had asphalt yep. army there, great. You, of course, had Hammered Weekend Wear, and then you had OLP, and we just happened to be in that same area together, and, uh, you know, we kind of formulated this VIP 
experience, so we're going to do that again. But your brother was out there, loved seeing, saw the truck cruising and whatnot. But one also thing, other than your your awesome wife, is you've got your your parents, you know, and they're just you know so supportive of you guys. They I've seen them a couple of times, man. I I've seen your parents. I met your parents more than I met people that live ten minutes from me. I'm not making this <laughs> up, man. And yeah, what's cool is they're very supportive. They help break down and set up. And and how much does that mean to you, man? It, it means the world to me. Um, you know. Mom and dad have supported Blake and I through everything. I mean, back in the day when we were tinkering on our cars back, you know, when we were teens, you know, dad would hang out in the garage with us and help us do stuff. Um, You know, when we went to car shows, we went to a lot of them back in the day. And mom and dad always wanted to tag along and hang out. They'd come and sit with us and, you know, just, it was always, they always wanted to be a part of all that stuff. And, um, you know, I think it helps. My parents, um, are a little younger than a lot of the friends of mine, my age parents were a lot older. And I mean, I've had so many friends over the years that are like, man, your parents are so cool. I wish my parents did stuff with me like that. And I, Blake and I have both been very lucky, you know, to have them and to have them around as long as we have, and to be a part of all this, to see it evolve. So yeah, they kind of, you know, when we started this t-shirt business, Blake and I were just like, well, we're going to throw everything we can in the back of our, you know, two trucks and we'll make it work. And mom and dad were like, well, if you don't mind, we'll go along and help you guys haul stuff and set up. And we were like, okay, if you guys want to, that's fine. And, uh, you know, it just kind of, they've, 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 uh, ended up going up and buying a small trailer to be able to haul all of our gear and, they pretty much go to every show with us and it's great. I mean, you know, it gives us with my brother living up in Indiana, mom and dad still live here in St. Louis with us. Uh, you know, we, I see mom and dad quite a bit, but I don't see Blake and Emily very much. And, you know, it's great to be able to do these car shows together and kind of as a family, we all get a chance to, you know, at least every month, a couple times a month, sometimes we, you know, get to connect at a car show and we all get to hang out, spend the weekend together. And it's, it's great family time. And, you know, you, not a lot of people get a chance to spend that much time with their parents. And some people don't even really want to spend that much time with their parents <laughs> too. So, you know, I'm very fortunate that my parents are super cool and have always been super su- supportive of Blake and I and helping us out, you know, through the years, you know, being by our side, pushing us to keep going and, and uh, so, yeah, super happy to have them tagging along as a part of all this. And like yeah. I said, you know, couldn't couldn't do it without my wife either. I mean, she's she's my rock. She's there for me to help. She she helps me every time we get new shirts in. She's helping me bag them and and pack them up. And especially like tax time, she's been my rock through all this. I mean, the t-shirt business. You you guys probably you know how it is with all this stuff. When you got all that merchandise, it's a nightmare doing taxes and she keeps me grounded, keeps me, keeps me on the right track and helps me, you know, get all that stuff taken care of and get all the bookkeeping done. And so, uh, so yeah, family is very important and super happy, you know, that we get to all do this as a, as a family together. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's great. And, you know, my dad always liked going along the shows and you don't realize sometimes how much your parents really appreciate the fact that you're out there, you're doing the dang thing. And you know you're just yep. having a great time, so uh, you know very cool stuff. And 
always enjoy. I know last year they, they helped so much there at the little VIP experience, so I certainly appreciate them. Thanks. Now, I kind of, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff here. I was trying to think if there was anything else um, I was going to kind of try to hit on. Um, you know, I love what you're doing with with the business. I know uh, one thing I did want to um, – I, I just thought of, I really like how you personalize a lot of the notes, you know, um, or your cards that you put in. And I think that's an important thing for you. And, uh, I just think that's really awesome. man. I wanted to throw that out there. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I, yeah, I always just felt like, you know, that kind of gives it a little bit more of a personal touch. It's not just, I didn't just throw the shirt in the bag and drop it in the mail and the people that get it have no idea who we are, what we're about. You know, I kind of wanted wanted to you know when the customer gets something i want them to see who we are what we are you know we take a lot of pride in what we do and hopefully that shows when people get a package from us that there's you know a note inside and usually an extra decal or two and you know we try to try to go the extra mile to uh make people smile that's what it's all about making everybody happy yes sir man also i did want to give you a tip of the cap uh, great uh, friends of ours, family rather, all-time low magazine. Uh, I'd encourage all the listeners out there, you can go to atlmagazine.com. You can order a subscription. Individual issues are typically hard to come by. They do sell out quick as this uh, issue did. But issue 27, uh, pretty cool. You had the behind-the-scene Asphalt Army, and uh, it kind of talks about two brothers paving their own path. What a great segue, and uh, really uh, stoked to see you kind of getting some of the, the limelight there, brother. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was super excited. I mean, you know, it kind of came out of, out of left field. Damien messaged me and told me they wanted to do a story and asked me to put together some info and send him some pictures of some of the artwork that I did and kind of how I got a start and everything. And, um, so yeah, I, I was blown away to, to see that. I mean, it just, it kind of makes everything that we do, you know, really, it really just, I don't know. It was just super, pro- super proud moment to, to have that happen to us. And, and being able to do this interview with you is, is super cool. I, I'm super stoked. Yeah, man, there's, there's a lot of good people out there and there's not enough time, but if we, you know, we're basically five and a half years in doing this and, you know, for the last two years and three months, we've been literally one a week. So, you know, yeah. we kind of feel like, you know, our role, a big por- portion of our role. Now, Mike, you know, he's always out gallivanting. He's trying to do new shows. And all this is like, come on, Mike. I, you know, Mike, Mike's all over. But in all seriousness, we we do want to highlight a lot of great people like yourself that, you know, you you have your niche and a lot of guys know you from there. And, you know, you obviously, like we all do, we have our careers and it's not easy to get to all these shows. But, you know, you guys are going out there. You're doing the thing. You're partnering with people. Uh you're you're you know uh, kind of doing deals and 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 doing artwork for other folks and this and that. So you know, to me, it, it's it's a vital part. You know, I don't think a lot of people will ever realize how vital the scene is to so many people. Whether you are yeah. fully living a paycheck off the scene in terms of shows or brands, or like yourself, you've got your side deal, but you're also uh, growing that business, and right. I think that's pretty cool stuff. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's, there are, there are a lot of great people in the scene. And, you know, um, like I said, I was kind of in the truck scene early on and kind of got out of it and just, I kept my foot in the automotive scene in general over the years, doing all the artwork that I did for different 
companies throughout the United States, but the mini truck scene was something I always kind of missed and getting back into it. I, I'm just blown away by how many great people are out there and people that are always willing to help. And, you know, everybody's always looking out for each other and, you know, you don't get that in a lot of things anymore. And it's great to see. Yeah, definitely. You can visit again, asphaltarmy.com, show the homie some love. He'll be at it. I'll be out at mini truck and Nats. We'll be out relaxing in the park. St. Louis, of course, with the family go by, let, uh, the homie know Tony, you, you, you saw his stuff. You heard him on the podcast and, you know, uh, just, you know, stay on the rise, man. Like I said, you know, looking back, you know, talking about the infancy and how you got in, obviously some of the cool 88 to 98s, man. I'm like, I, I want to dig up some of these photos and share them. Of course, the Tahoe you got now, uh, congratulations as well. You were patched in the relaxed atmosphere. Yep. So Thank I know you. that was yeah. a big thing. You and your wife recently bought a house and stuff like that too, or a new house. So, yep. you know, you have a lot of good things going on. And sometimes, like my dad used to say, you kind of sit back and go, hey, uh, life can be really good, man. You just get up, you go to work, you do your damn thing. And it, sometimes it kind of almost seems easy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. I mean, yeah, it's uh, life, life kind of over the past couple of years, I think with the pandemic and everything, it's kind of made me, you know, take a different look at things. And it's, uh, I am, I'm super happy with where I'm at. Yeah, man. Well, to your wife, your brother, your awesome parents, all of your supporters and, and you know, your customers, your future customers, um, you, know, you know, on behalf of all of us, man, thanks for what you do. Uh, shout out to all of you guys. Again, thanks for doing uh, some recent artwork for Lincoln Attic for me. Uh, I really, sure. uh, really enjoy it. Um, it's, it's so many people have bought the stickers. They're excited. They want more of this stuff. So I'm looking forward to uh, to doing more with you guys. I know Graphic Disorder printed those, which, um, you know, those guys are, are amazing, like you mentioned, Eric, earlier. But um, it's cool to see so many great people like yourself. And, and Tony Moore, dude, I uh, just want to kind of throw it to you, man. Anything else that I may have not hit on or anything else you wanted to mention? No, I don't think so. Um, like I said, I, I, you know, I want to thank you and Mike for for uh, having having me on here. I'm super excited to be a, you know, be a part of this episode and you guys just, you, you know, you guys are super cool, super great guys. I love the podcast. I love what you guys are doing. So, you know, keep the pedal stomped, as you say. Yeah, brother. And uh, keep it rolling, man. Get and, sideways uh, into know. relaxing in the park St. Louis, right? <laughs> right exactly, up there in May, yeah. about, about a month away yeah. or so. But, well, no, two yeah, months. Yeah, it won't be long. Two months, yeah. Yep. Well, cool, and, dude. And, you know, most of all, thank you to uh, to all of our customers. I mean, you know, we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for them and, we appreciate the support everybody keeps giving us, and hopefully we can keep getting out to shows and, you know, keep growing the brand, and we've got a lot of stuff in store for everybody, so we'll keep cr cranking stuff out as long as we can, so. Yeah, man, Asphalt Army on all major sh social media platforms, of course, AsphaltArmy.com. Go check the homie out, even if you kind of browse around, you might spark some ideas for you to buy holiday gifts and whatnot, but uh, Tony, dude, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thanks for taking the time to sit down with us and stay on the rise, my brother. All right. You too. Take it easy, Jason. All right, man. We out here. We're back on to the regular uh, episode already in progress. <laughs> Call this motherfucker. Yo. Oh, oh, hello. You there? Motherfucker. Oh, was that Mike? Can you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I thought it went to voicemail. Yo, yo. So guess what? We got the gallivanter himself. Was able to get him on the horn, dude. Just finished with Tony Moore. 
really cool uh, interview. We were able to bake that in, Mike, a little bit earlier. But, dude, how you doing, my brother? Dude, another absolutely beautiful day down here in southwest Florida. And I know all you guys love hearing that. And that's why I keep talking about it. the weatherman is here. Now, Mike's got a gun to my head, and he wanted me to let everyone know that eastbound get down, right? Eastbound get down is the weekend before the Super Bowl next year, Mike. And what are the dates? Jay, we are going to have eastbound get down destination Daytona, Daytona Beach, Florida, January 28th through the 30th, 2022, brother. And you know what? It ain't legit. Until you got an Instagram for your show. It's eastbound underscore get down underscore show. Just type in eastbound get down. Mike, I might have to gallivant on over there. It'll be, of course, the week after the AFC NFC championship. Thank you for not putting it on a football weekend weekend in January. Come on, homie. You know better than that. <laughs> and you know I ain't, ain't going to be missing no damn football now. Real deal. So, listen, let's talk about the scene updates really quick. I'm going to try to call Josh Ellis a little bit later. Josh recently picked up an OBS truck. I'll let him talk about it. Uh, it won't be a lot. You know, we're not going to do a long segment there, but I think it's pretty cool. He's got a little story to tell about someone that helped him. But Mike, dude, you know what we're really getting stoked for? This episode, we're going to have uh, later in the episode, we're going to have the Decorvers on. Okay. Now, Mike, the rumor has it. She's not, she hasn't, she hasn't gotten any, you know, close to any telephone poles lately. Kim, that is. But... She said everybody needs to get ready for next weekend. So we'll talk with them a little bit later about Sparks in the Park. Now, listen, I know it's Easter weekend. I know not everyone can make it. I know, Mike, you've got your own things going on as well. We're, I'm going to go ahead and gallivant on up there. And I would hope that you guys could make it out. We'll talk to them a little bit later in the um, podcast. Now, Mike, uh, the other thing I wanted, I had saved this the other day and I forgot to mention it. Laura... Uh, Carlson, she had posted happy 22nd B-Day, which I always say born day, to her daughter, Allie. How lucky are you to be born on St. Patrick's Day? We love you so much, she says, and have lots planned to celebrate your special day. So you may recall, you know, uh, Laura is the the wife uh, to Sean's brother that uh, we've had on. And I tell you what, man, they are some great people. And uh, Trevor, I uh, hope you guys are doing well out there. Appreciate all the support and uh, much love over to your awesome family. Keep doing what you guys do. But, Mike, I had to squeeze that in there because, you know, your daughter's about that age too, man, and that's a dang good age, ain't it? Dude, it is uh, It is the best age, brother. And uh, actually, we, we uh, talked to her on the phone. Well, I talked to her on the phone. I say we. I talked to her on the phone this afternoon, and she had just gotten off of work, and she absolutely loves her job. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't get any better than that when your, your kid calls you and talks about how great her day was and is, and loves her, loves going to work every day and loves working. So, uh, you know, life is good, man. I can't complain. Yeah, it really is. And really the only other update that I wanted to share was I know Thad Cunningham, great dude. He had brought another blazer home. Like, I think if there's a fiend out there, okay, I mean this in a good way. If there's truly a mini truck fiend, it's that dude. Great guy, big supporter of the podcast, but man, most importantly, he loves his mini trucks, don't he, man? Uh, yeah, he uh, he definitely found him a gym this time, and uh, you know, go along with all the others that he has. Uh, so he's he's collecting them, man. That's for damn sure. Real deal. 
And um, I did also talk to Ed Eister, and he just wanted me to let you know he's he's gunning for you, man. You know, he's got the black Mazda. He's coming back, dude. He's going crazy. And um, he said, you know, if Mike doesn't make his an ex- a cab plus, he, he's not going to win any trophies. So I said, I don't know if Mike's really worried about the trophies, you know. Definitely am not worried about the trophies. <laughs> I'm um, just kidding. But, Eister's uh, a good dude. Yeah, no, he's a great guy. And uh, talking about trophies, man, have you seen those trophies that felt him fab has been um, posting up not only for mini Nats, but Sparks in the Park as well? Yeah, and you know what? He is is a great force in the scene. A lot of people, I know Greg at Custom Car Show Productions, a lot of these show promoters, Mike, have gotten behind what he's done. And he did some really cool stuff, unique stuff for us, even last year with these awards that we gave away. Uh, Jason Feltham, I think, is really cementing. Uh, you say it, uh, cementing his legacy. Do I say it right? Uh, cementing his legacy down with with the axe, dude, in the ground, dude. And he uses the hashtag back the axe. And I tell you what, Jason Bell's backs in the axe, backs in the axes. You got the Decorvers are backs in the axes. And I know Greg at uh, scraping the coast. He he's he's patched in too. So, dude, man, once you get patched into the axe gang. You're in for life from what I heard, bro. Bro, you know what I did find at talking about uh, Greg Miller? And uh, I'm going to bring this back up because I just thought about it once you talk about the axe, which we're going to have to wait till next year now. But God. OBI. Okay, go ahead. You, you okay now? You, you better? Not yet. Okay. Do you need to say one more thing or let, let some more frustration out? Okay, go ahead. Okay. There you go. Okay. They have an axe throwing um, uh, there at OBI. We did not spot this till Sunday night when we were coming back from dinner upstairs on the second mm. floor. They have axe throwing there. So if this doesn't work out at uh, the Spark Show there in uh, Sevierville, Tennessee this year uh, in August, then uh, we'll have to make plans an indoor axe throwing uh, there at OBI. So well, maybe we can make something happen over there. I've got an idea to see if your truck really is a hologram. You just got to kind of go with it, Mike, okay? And oh, we'll, absolutely. we'll try it out, what, you know? I mean, yeah, no no no, I'm down. I'm down. Whatever you whatever you you come up with, I'm I'm in. Cool. Cool, man. Well, the scene updates is brought to you by our family at Garage Gear Clothing. We've told you time and time again, even if you don't make a purchase, you can still follow them on social media including Facebook, Instagram, and, oh, by the way, we gave the update last week. There were well over 65,000 TikTok followers. You heard that right. Uh, they're also on YouTube, uh, as I think I may have mentioned. But garagegearclothing.com, look no further for your holiday gifts or uh, just getting some new threads, man. The shipping's free. And, Mike, you can't go wrong with free shipping, man. They're trying to put you out of business, dog. Hey, just remember that free shipping is only in the United States. Nah, I mean, it gets expensive out there. So, But uh, garagegearclothing.com. So, Mike, uh, the key show updates. Hey, what we want to reinforce is this. We got the Decorvers on a little bit later. We're going to run that audio. Great people. Please come out to Sparks in the Park. From there, uh, Mike, this is where it gets a little uh, crazy. I almost feel good, though. Getting through February and March, I'm like, wow, what a sigh of relief, right? But let's not forget after Sparks in the Park, you're going to have After Hours Car, Truck, and Bike Show. Basically, two weeks later, Mobile, Alabama. That one's only on Facebook. 
and it is at the Hank Aaron Stadium. That's part of the Custom Car Show Productions. That's that nighttime event. Now, what's really key is two weeks from there, a mini truck showdown. So, uh, Corey, we're going to lock down the audio, and we're going to have the audio on next week. I know some of you are on the fence, Mike. I know they are. You got to go out on southwest.com, get in these apps, Expedia, whatever apps you use, and find a ticket to Vegas. It's April 30th through May 2nd. He is reinforced. Everything is good to go. New location, mini truck showdown. There's a lot of top vehicles that are going to be there. And then uh, I always, man, I jump ahead here, so I apologize. Let's not forget Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals, which is the week before that. So we're talking the 23rd of April. So we're going to be in Maggie Valley. Uh, The first thing I would tell, Mike, I think you would agree, this is what you need to do when you get to the show. You need to go to that vendor booth and buy whatever you want. Because I'm telling you right now, Mike and I were there last year. He was there the year before as well. It will sell out. Metal signs, you name it. I think, Mike, he's even going to have Rambo knives, ain't he? Um, Well, I know he's going to have goat milk um, for (laughs) sale. So definitely check that out because you do not want to miss the goat milk. Yeah, and, and dude, Jay Bell, this is all I got for you. Man, you're running stuff over Mini Truckers Union. You got the full-size shirts now. Dude, man, leave a little bit for everyone else. I mean, dude, we thought we're on the rise with our merch, the Metal Signs and stuff, dude. Man, I, we see you coming in with the steamroller, man, just trying to take us down, Mike. You know, like when there's a little boat next to, like, the Titanic-style ship, and the boat's just going, and it just crushes that little John boat? Dude, Jay Bell, man. And you know what? It's all love, dude, man. I love what he's doing. And those metal signs, though, I'm buying one, bro. I don't care if I got to put toothpicks in your eyes, Mike, and get you there, get you to drive overnight. You know what I mean? I, dude, we, we just got to get there, bro. Hey, that's <laughs> that. That is the plan as always. And um, you talk about um, toothpicks. Uh, guys, make sure you guys are there nice and early and come and see not only our lifestyle, the podcast, not only Asphalt Army, but Hammered Weekend Wear and get those VIP uh, tickets for Saturday night because, man, we are going to have tacos this year. Our boy John Malloy is uh, is going to take good care of us, and um, he's going to prepare some steak and chicken tacos, and we are going to have a fucking party. So make sure you guys come and check us out and uh, and get those, those tickets from us before they are gone. Real deal, uh, it's VIP. There's going to be a special badge you're going to get. It's going to be cool. We're going to do it up again. Hank is apparently going to show his new Crip Walk 2.0. I don't know how it's going to go down, Mike. We just got to make sure that you know everybody stands back. You know what I mean? So, Oh, absolutely. Stand back. Stand back. The last show that we'll talk about right now is Made of Steel show. So uh, Dover, Florida, May 14th, May 15th. So... Again, you basically have, um, uh, yeah, kind of got out of order there. But after uh, Sparks in the Park, we're going to be at After Hours Car, Truck, and Bike Show. Then you're going to be, um, the week later, we'll be at Mini Nats in Maggie Valley. And then, uh, of course, the week after that, you've got the Vegas Mini Truck Showdown. But Made of Steel Show is about two weeks after the Vegas show. Made of Steel Show on Instagram it's May 14th and 15th, Mike. It's a Friday, Saturday. I know it's one of your favorite shows. I just need that lemonade, dog. You know what I mean? On a hot Florida day, that lemonade, perfect, dog. 
No, you are definitely a fiend for that lemonade. Um, but like I've said time and time again, guys, get to our booth. The OLP booth will be up underneath the pavilion. Come see us. Get signed up for that cornhole tournament. Okay, not the corn toss tournament, but the cornhole tournament. And uh, and get signed up because we're going to limit it this year to 12 teams. So uh, definitely don't miss out on that. And uh, make sure you guys... Make sure you guys come out and uh, support uh, Goat and Tank uh, with Made of Steel. Um, and if you guys are in for the whole sound competition, uh, they definitely come. You know, that's one of the largest uh, sound uh, sound sh- uh, shows there is in the state of Florida. Yeah, and Mike's hearing aid will go off. And, man, it's a high-pitched sound. So I ask, do not have Mike go over to that stereo section. Because, dude, Mike, when you're hearing aid, I mean, that, that high-pitched noise, man, that brings me, you know, dude, I don't even want to say it, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I hear you. Uh, you know, but it's not really that loud, though, Jenny. I mean, come on. So, look, Mike, what we're going to do here is we're going to cut away in just a minute, and then I'll wrap up everything. But I do want you to give a huge shout-out to Joey at Get Deck. Now, I'll talk about Get Decked a little bit later. But dude, you have reminded me, yo Jay. We gotta, you know, you're like Jay. We're you're a big Back to the Future fan. You know, we gotta look forward to the future. And what is his awesome event that's going down in VA? Dude, guys, make sure you guys get ready. Our boy Ron Hammered Weekend Wear. He's gonna be there. So you know, if Hammered Weekend Wear is gonna be there, it's gonna be a dope ass show. So make sure you guys get ready for Attitude Check number nine okay the thing that's really cool about this show is uh what joey and his crew do is they get the kids ready for back to school okay and last year um you know they had 600 um backpacks full of supplies and this year they they have a focus to double that so make sure you guys come out and check out um attitude check attitude check nine and uh, help joey and his crew um, help these kids uh, get back to school with some with some cool backpacks um, full of supplies. Awesome, man. I'm excited for it and uh, love promoting great shows and great people like that. So, Mike, what we're going to do is we're going to cut away now some audio with the Decorvers getting crazy. Uh, we're going to try to make sure she doesn't try to wrap a 6 foe around the telephone pole. I know that she's a big Easy fan, but we're just glad she's okay. We'll talk a little bit about Sparks in the Park. Mike, I'll wrap it up, dude. And then we, I just ask that you get sideways into this weekend. But, dude, please keep it legal, brother. Hey, here at OLP, we always keep it <laughs> legal. <laughs> All right, Mike. All right, so the Key Show updates brought to you by Mini Truck Film. Uh, you can go to uh, minitruckfilm.com, rather, for the West Coast influence. Big ups to... Radar for funding this amazing documentary-style film that you can own on Blu-ray or DVD. They also have custom die-casts available. So I know many of you out there are kind of quote-unquote Hot Wheel guys. Go out there and look. Check it out, minitruckfilm.com. Okay, uh, next we got the podcast updates. And listen, uh, the number one thing we got to thank, you know, Mike had to drop. We're just, you know, a lot going on just trying to get through this week. But I wanted to let everyone know that we appreciate all of those that were able to participate in the presale for what we're calling the yellow Mazda. Now, we're calling it that just to keep it easy. 
This was Matt Thompson's truck. It was on the River Run artwork. We talked about it on the last episode. And the truck actually does have a name for those that wanted to know. It is called Bad Idea. So a very cool truck. We refer to it as the Yellow Mazda. It's just easy. The additional shirts that are going to be available if you did not get in for the presale, we basically refresh the site. And by the time you hear this audio, the site will be updated. So we don't order a lot of extras. So we'll have some hoodies, a couple. We'll have some tank tops, not many. And then we'll have some shirts. And if you want to uh, get in on that and still pick it up at Mini Nats and wipe away the shipping, then you can still use Mini Nats 2021 code, and then boom, the shipping's gone. So keep that in mind. Uh, That's one way uh, that you can go out there and uh, still get in to ensure that everything is not sold out. Now, let's say you're not going to be at Mini Nats. No worries. You just don't use the code. You pay the shipping. Now, uh, we got a real update from Brant today, and what it looks like is those shirts are going to print right before the show, like the week of the show. So as I mentioned earlier, I kind of had the timeline a little uh, crazy there, but um, basically the 23rd, 24th, 25th is Southeast Mini Truck and National. So if those shirts print like on the 19th, uh, we're basically going to be picking them up in you know in route to go to Mini Nats. So anyone that's at Mini Nats with a presale that you know uses the code uh, or comes by the booth rather, we will um, basically let you pick the shirt up there. What that means though is we're basically four almost five weeks before the presales will ship because we'll come back the week of the twenty seventh uh, or twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. Mike and Mrs. Mayer would ship those out. So kind of gives you a little bit of an estimation. And uh, Graphic Disorder, they are on a rampage, uh, just unprecedented sales with people looking to bring their artwork and their brands over underneath their umbrella. And then, of course, you've got their longtime loyal customers that have been with them for years and years and years that are re-upping on merch that they need to run their said business. So uh, big ups to Graphic Disorder. Mike and I have said it time and time again. Uh, you definitely, uh, if you're looking for the best in the biz, great timelines, and uh, people that that literally uh, make shit happen, okay, go to graphicdisorder.com or uh, hit them up on Facebook. The good thing is they do everything by email, so it's easy. Uh, many of us don't have the time to spend on the phone, and uh, it's good stuff. Uh, still take care of you. Okay, um, next, a couple of the recent updates, and let's see, man. So we got a couple uh, a couple new ones. It looks like I haven't read these in a couple weeks. So we have Pole Pusher. Love you guys big. So much information about the scene and upcoming shows. One of the best podcasts out there. Dude, so appreciate that. That's by Pole Pusher. Next, we got Laid number two, RST, Laid to Rest. Just found the podcast within the past few months. Nothing will compare to Mini Truck and Magazine, but as technology changes, the scene needs to adjust with it. The podcast brings us all together the same way the magazine did back in the day, dude. What a compliment. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. And go, Pat, go. You heard that right, Mike. Go, Pat, go. Thank you so much, man. 
And then we got Jake Raleigh. Thanks for keeping the scene alive. The Instagram is at I still hate Jake. I still hate Jake. Just how it sounds. That brings us up to 229 ratings. And basically, every single one of them is five stars. I think there was one accident in there where someone picked something lower. But basically, 228 out of 229 literally are five stars. And dude, I I don't know what to say. Amazing, man. Uh, 112 reviews. So again, you can tap the five stars, and that's a rating. The review is when you quote write, even though you're not writing it. You're typing a review. Uh, you can get out there. You can type a review, and uh, just like we did, we'll we will uh, read that on the podcast in the near future. Now, the podcast updates are brought to you by someone that many of you you know you hear these advertisements, and you're like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't apply to me. This one is unique. It's Joey at Get Decked. And here's why it's so cool. If you want to put your significant other's vehicle on a skate deck, if you are a show promoter and you need a couple top 10 awards or you need this or need that, hit up Joey at Get Decked. Two words, search Get Decked on Facebook. Send him a message. He will take care of you. Big ups to the homie Joey at Get Decked. He'll take care of you, like I said. All right, Airhead Nation updates, man. Dude, I have been um, just, you know, a lot going on and and not even um, like truck stuff. You know, this past weekend I had the wife's birthday, uh, born day rather, and uh, the previous uh, three weeks, believe it or not, we were literally at shows. So uh, I know we joke about trying to go to a lot of shows and we, we love doing it, but, you know, when you have Mike's show and then you have a little bit of a break and then you go, boom, LST, uh, which is one of our favorite shows, the best in the country for the most part. Then you have uh, the week later, relaxing on the ranch, and then you have Orange Beach Invasion, which is quickly becoming my favorite show because of the damn venue, man, and the good people there. So th- you know, we come back from the long OBI weekend, uh, wife's birthday, and uh, just you know, just a lot going on. So I haven't really had a chance to really uh, get out there and see too much that's going on, but. I know um, there's a lot of good people that are getting ready for these big shows out there. And uh, last I saw, Greg Miller had mentioned that Eddie Gordy is going to have the Mazda at Scraping the Coast, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, You know, he's just a good dude overall, and I love that truck and seeing what he's doing. Now, um, the other thing, the other Airhead Nation update that I wanted to provide is I'm going to call Josh Ellis now. And I want to get a word from him because he actually has something pretty cool um, that happened the other day. And it really, to me, reinforces how important it is uh, for us to kind of get behind and um, support each other. You know what I mean? So Josh is a great dude. Uh, He uh, recently acquired something pretty cool. Uh, If you follow him on social media, you would have seen that. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give the mofo a call. Yo, yo, man. Hey, I was just giving a little segment here. Uh, You know, we're talking about the Airhead Nation updates, dude. And I wanted everyone to kind of know, you recently picked up a truck, and I kind of hinted at it earlier, but man, why don't you mention that? And then I want to talk about the story that you shared with me the other day, man. Yeah, man, I scooped up this 95 C1500, you know, I'm calling it time capsule because... It looks like it came out straight out of 1998 or something. But the 95 
standard cap short bed with uh, the V6 4.3 in it. It's got 17-inch blades, full carpet kit in the bed, um, hard tonneau cover, roll pan, kind of the Cowley combo. Some updated uh, Tahoe seats and center console. And we'll pretty much billet all the billet accessories inside. But, yeah, I found it in uh, just outside of Cincinnati. So I flew to Cincinnati Saturday morning, um, Ubered over to the guy's place where I had to meet him at, picked up the truck, and then drove it back. But as I get in the truck, we're checking it over, make sure everything works. So I'm going to drive it back to Charlotte, North Carolina. And we find out the brake lights don't work. He said they were working last time he checked. So it had to be something simple. So I was looking at fuses and relays, none of that checked out. So I, it was still daylight, so I told him I was hit an auto parts store or something, trying to find there's a relay that I found that ran the stop under the hood. So went to Advance, got the relay, put it in, didn't change anything. Went back in, said, "Hey, give me the the brake switch." So I re- replaced that. Ended up being a nightmare and trying to get in there. Had like instead of having an E clip or a C clip, had this like a button head on it, and I had no tools, nothing, man. So. Uh, Daniel Anderson, he works at the Advanced Auto Parts. He, you know, he comes out the parking lot. He about just got off work and asked me if I need a hand. And said he had some tools and whatnot. Um, so he gave me a hand. And as we start talking, as we're, he, you know, we're trading off 15, 20 minutes. Our hands are bleeding, scratch, scratches all of us from up in there in the column. And so he, you know, he get his segment, and then I jump in. So we, whoever was outside the truck would be talking and it comes to find out he's a mini trucker, you know, he was a chilling at mini nets and, you know, he's been around. I never met him, but it's just cool. You know, how the, how the scene of ours, people connect and sometimes it's meant to be because if it wasn't from him helping me, I probably would have came home with no brake lights all the way home, which is not safe and probably a ticket, but the truck's cool, man. I'm excited. I can't wait to see some progression on it. I don't really want to do much, try to keep it, keep it sport truck, but I just want to give Daniel Daniel, a shout out, man. It's a good dude, and anybody out there here in the nation, yeah, and he's always looking out. That's what mini truckers do, and you know, I've been around different scenes, and mini truckers stick together, man. It's cool. So well, I, I, I mean, talked. He ended up taking us like two hours. It took us like two hours. He had his wife calling, and you know, she's worried about where he's at, and I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry. Just hanging sorry, out with but, a random guy from you know down south. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Now listen, I I know you 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 kind of don't want to do too many mods to this. I talked to Mike, and what we're thinking is if we come up there with a sawzall, we can maybe cut the roof off like the old MIC, you know, the red one, and maybe yeah. we cut the roof off. But you know, we would want to make it where it's like a removable top. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll clip in wheel here, something, put it in there. Yeah, I got four words. I got four words for you though. What you got? Can I borrow it? <laughs> <laughs> I think for now this one's like a hashtag keepsies. Yeah, man, dude. This one, this one's fun. I, gotta, I mean, I can't wait. Hopefully, get to sync up at Mini Nasty. We're gonna go for a cruise in it down, uh, down Saturday night. Yeah, real deal, man. And uh, this Airhead Nation update is brought to you by our family at Hammered Weekend Wear. Uh, don't forget, you can go to h a m m e r d weekendwear dot com, and you can order merchandise, or you can uh, pick up the homie at one of the U.S. tour stops, but. Dude, Josh, it's always cool to sync it up, and I'm glad that you shared the story with me because I wanted uh, for others to hear that. You know, you were just in a random city, and you needed something. You pull into a parts store, and there's a mini trucker there. And the guy I think you had mentioned, you know, he's kind of, you know, taking a little bit of a break from the minis, but he even sent, uh, you told me he sent you a cool message where he was like, yo, man, I hope you got home safe, and uh, you kind of inspired him a little bit, it sounded like, to get back in the, the catbird seat into a mini. 
Yeah, man. He said it by working on the OBS, talked to me, and I gave him some inspiration. And, and you know, you know how we do. We try to be positive and try to push the scene and support whoever wants to support you. And he, he's inspired. He's looking for a mini, and hopefully we'll see him at Mini Nats here soon with a nice, cool little mini. Yeah, brother. Well, dude, keep doing what you do, and let me know if you ever want to uh, let someone borrow that truck. I mean, I could put a couple hundred thousand miles on it quick for you, man. <laughs> yeah, it's only got 60, 63,000 on it, so I mean, I got got a, a good 40 to hit some shows before we hit that, that six-digit number. My blue 95 Suburban had eh, about 120, maybe 110 when I got it, and I ended up putting about 140,000 miles on that in the matter of, God, man, not even... I don't know, maybe not even 10 years. I forget how many years I had it. I'd have to kind of go back and kind of figure it out. But um, I would say 2000, yeah, probably in about five years, dude. I put a lot of miles on it. But uh, wow. man, the thing ran great. And one tip that my buddy told me back in the day, and I don't know, man. I mean, he said every other oil change in his truck, in his S10, he'd, he'd change out one quart of oil for Slick 50. And um, I always use like a DuPont version. I forget if it was Slick 50 or whatever, but... Man, I put that stuff in there, and my 5.7 ran. I mean, even the day that the last day I drove it, uh, the thing was bagged, and I remember driving it around, and I was like, man, this truck runs so damn good. So I know the feeling, brother. It's good shit. Yeah, man, I drove it 549 miles, man. It ran like no steering wheel shake, ran straight down the road. If it went for the brake, would be zero-issue trip. But, hey, things. I mean, I'm actually glad it happened because I was able to meet a good person out of it and inspire somebody to – get back in the scene that the you know life kind of took away from them they're in a small small town they're in so don't really see many trucks and it's a little different they're doing dirt bikes and like utvs so if i can inspire anybody or make somebody smile every day dude I'm, that's, I'm, my day's accomplished love it brother we'll keep doing what you do and let's sync up here soon and can't wait to get sideways into another show brother in uh, the look that kills or the obs Hell yeah. Hashtag OBS on the rise. And uh, hopefully if everybody's out, go, go support the Decovers, Decovers at uh, Sparks in the Park. And it's going to be a good show. A little Easter Bunny. And if not, no matter if you got a ticket to Mini Nats or not, hope to see everybody there. Let's pack that place in. Yeah, man. Let's let's take over the town of Southeast Mini Trucking Nationals. You know what I mean? That's right. All right, brother. Have a good night, man. All right, man. Peace. So, again, Airhead Nation updates, including the update from Josh Ellis inspiring another dude to get back into a mini, brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear. That's H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. Get out there, support the real deal. All right, a couple more segments, and then we're done. You got the throwback term of the week. And this one, eh, we'll see what you think. I talked to Josh the other day, and he was sending me photos of the green OBS that he just picked up. And it had a billet antenna on it. Okay, so I'm going to go throwback term of the week, a billet antenna. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, hey, man, come on. But think about this. Trucks don't even have antennas. Cars don't have antennas anymore. They either have the little shark thing or I don't even know because I don't have a brand new truck uh, where these damn antennas go. Now, I've got an 08 Silverado, and I have an antenna. But uh, I don't think the newer cars do, man. I mean, who's really, you know, AM, FM and all that crap? It's HD radio and Sirius and this and that. But I remember um, I'm working on a video that I'm going to put on YouTube going through a bunch of old vintage stickers that I have or just stickers I've collected. 
And uh, one of the stickers is from a place back in the day called Pirate Customs. And if I remember correctly, Chris, Severed Chris, or Airbrush Chris, he owned Pirate Customs. And I remember buying some stuff from him. And uh, he, you know, one of the things I bought was a bill and antenna. And I had that bill and antenna, I remember, on my S10. And I don't know whatever happened to it. But the era of the sport trucks, the cool thing about it was you could just go buy a nice accessory, right? It wasn't like a Pep Boys accessory. I mean, it was a nice accessory, and you could put that on your truck, and it was like kind of the instant gratification. Uh, we all remember uh, taking the front end apart and you know going to get the grill painted at the local paint shop, or if you worked at a paint shop, you shot your own stuff. Being that instant gratification that you kind of had and you were back cruising that weekend, I think that's where a lot of us Man, we, we miss those days, you know, spending some time, popping some clips, getting the grill apart, having it sprayed, and then boom, transformation somewhat of the truck. And the build antenna was a part of that. Of course, uh, Josh was bringing back a lot of memories, talking to him on the phone the other day when I talked about a lot of the billet um, advertisements that were back in uh, Truck and Magazine. It made me think of a few uh, accessories and just different ads that uh, these different companies ran, but once we get through all of the mini truck and magazines for YouTube, uh, I hope to go through. I got a, a massive collection of trucking, and I tell you what, man, you get to 94, 95, 96, and on up through the, the late 90s, so many epic features in trucking for these OBS trucks, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to really hitting upon more of that in the future. Now, the throwback term of the week, Bill and Antenna, is brought to you by our favorite billet company in the world, Colorado custom wheels. Yes, you heard that right. Also known as CC cycle wheels. If you are in the market for a set of wheels, look no further than the quality that you will get from Colorado custom. Okay. Yes. Wheels are not cheap these days. Okay. But when you go to coloradocustom.com, you can email or call them. They will give you a free quote. They'll do one offs. They'll reproduce their older style wheels. Michael and team will take care of you. And just know, whatever built wheel company you go with, guarantee you, you will not get the quality of service that you get with Colorado Custom, known as America's Finest Built Wheels. And finally, what's trending in social media? Dude, I ask if you can, go out and subscribe to Street Trucks via social media, okay? If you've got the extra dough, subscribe to the magazine. You and I both know... It's important to support these magazines because there's no guarantee that magazines are going to stay around forever. But if you go out there, you subscribe, and then you subscribe to their social media, right? And then when you're looking for parts, call those advertisers, you know, that type of thing. It, uh, it really makes uh, things go around. We're also going to be, uh, if you recall, uh, streettrucksmag.com, their website you can go back in some of the stories, the recent posts, if you will, and you can, um, not only did, do they have amazing 4K video from Orange Beach Invasion, right? That's up. They recently put up the Midlife Crisis, Brett's uh, 73 uh, Chevy C30 from Severed. But also in there, uh, you have Logan's Top 10 Trucks from Orange Beach Invasion 2021. You have some other cool features, but you have the list of where we're going to be live streaming at. Okay, so I tend to forget, like, man, what's the next event, this and that, right? Well, rest assured, we're going to be at Mini Nats, we're going to be at Relaxin' in the Park St. Louis, 
and uh, at so many more events. But if you go back, you got to scroll back a little bit, and you're going to see where it basically gives you the official 2021 event live stream schedules released. So uh, we uh, and then Street Trucks also has the Street Trucks Show Off Series Stage One in California. Now, unfortunately, that is the same weekend as Mini Nat. So yeah, I think what happened is I got the um, I got the dates a little bit uh, mixed up. So basically, you got the Street Trucks Show Off Series Stage One in California. That's April 24th. And then relaxing in the park, uh, St. Louis, that's going to be May 21st through the 23rd, okay? Those are the next events. And then there is the Daytona Speedway, which is in June. So we're really looking forward to these next events. Again, it's on streettrucksmag.com. Now, speaking of magazines, you heard a little bit in the audio earlier that I did with Tony Moore. Uh, I would ask that if you uh, want more mini trucks in your life, purchase paid media through all-time low magazine and you can go to atlmagazine.com it's a homegrown magazine as i mentioned uh, many many times and you can uh, purchase individual issues for about 10 bucks but rest assured the best way to ensure you're going to get one is through a subscription so uh, do yourself a favor atlmagazine.com get out there subscribe and uh, show the homies some love good people rich and beth at all-time low magazine so we mixed this episode up a little bit, right? We had the interview towards the beginning. We had a little bit of audio for Biggity Mike, the mayor. And then, of course, we uh, synced up with Josh Ellis with a cool uh, kind of positive story. What we're going to do now is we're going to roll into some audio with the Decorvers. We'll wrap the episode up with the Sparks in the Park updates. And uh, we hope to see you out in Niceville, Florida next weekend. Uh, for those that cannot make it, we will be... Uh, sharing content through social media, videos, photos, of course, and uh, we'll be using the hashtags uh, Sparks in the Park, Sparks in the Park 2021, and then Sparks, uh, S-I-T-P 2021, right? Short for Sparks in the Park. So with that being said, let's roll into this audio. Appreciate you guys, and uh, on to the next segment. Hey, hey, so as I mentioned, we're going to cut away here and do some checking in with the decorvers and we got kim and david how are you guys doing doing good yeah, doing good how about you my man man everything is really good in the hood man it's been nice weather down here and i know you guys are happy for how things have been last year was a whirlwind we're trying to get through this one kim i know you got your notes you're excited about the show uh what are some of the key things that people need to know we know it's next weekend but, you know, obviously, I know you're itching to kind of cover some key updates. Yes. Um, so on Friday, uh, it, we are um, between 12 and 5. We're doing early registrations and vendor setups. Um, if anybody, any clubs want to come in, rope off areas, that's the time to do it. Uh, at six From 6 to 10 that night, we are having a hospitality Friday night lights party. Um, we'll have free food and a li local live band, Redstone, that will be playing. Uh, they play for a lot of our vets around here. Nice. Um, and then on, yeah, yeah. And then on Saturday, um, registration opens at 7 and closes at 3. Spectator gates open at 5 um, and closes at 4. Um, we wow. will, 
we'll, we will be um, doing a cornhole tournament, of course, um, and you are going to be, no, you're not going to be participating. You're going to be in it, right? Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll participate or we'll help in any way. Okay, yeah, because Mike Geo is going to be with Moonshine Detail, and he's going to be running the uh, the tar- tournament for us. Good, good. Um, and you sign up, yeah, signing up is everything to be signed up is at the event uh, shirt tent. Yes. Um, so we have the cornhole tournament, uh, the eighties, nineties mullet contest, um, and the coloring contest. Um, all of it will be. Uh, people will go to the event shirt uh, tent to sign up. Um, the coloring contest is going to start at one o'clock and the cornhole tournament will start at noon and the uh, winner for the mullet contest, the 80s, 90s mullet contest will be announced at three o'clock um, via Tosta. Heck yeah. And and I did want to mention too, the cool thing about the mullet contest, you know, last year we played a lot off of the whole, the mullet festival grounds and we're like, hey, perfect place to have a mullet contest. We do want to also exactly. reinforce, and we will kind of the week leading up this next week to the event that we want people to know that even you know if you're a lady or you don't have a mullet, you can come dressed like in the 80s and 90s attire. You know, get out your old school stuff, and man, it's going to be yep. fun. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. I already have one lady that sent me a picture of what she's wearing. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So let me also go with, um, we're going to have an Easter egg hunt um, for the kids. Um, the location of where the Easter egg hunt will be will be announced at 145. The Easter egg hunt will be at 2. Um, we're doing that so that kids don't go trying to find Easter eggs before um, it's announced. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then we just want to you know, touch on, of course, we have a long list of vendors coming um, from food to T-shirts to metal art all the way to homemade jelly. Um, so we're going to have a, 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 lot of, a lot of good vendors there. Um, on Sunday, registration opens at 8 um, closes at noon, spectators open at nine, um, and till about noon. And then, uh, awards will be at two o'clock and hopefully we can get it done within a couple hours and be done out of there by four o'clock. Man, there's a, it's a jam packed weekend, but when Maddie and I got in town last year, we came in about 1030, I think local time, everybody was kind of hanging at the uh, hotels and stuff, but uh, this year, I'm going to try to get there in time to maybe participate in some of the Friday night stuff since I do have to work on Friday. But, man, the, the festival right. grounds are so awesome, uh, the mullet the mullet grounds there. And um, what are you most excited about, right? Because there's a lot of work that you and David put into this. Uh, thinking ahead here, you got about a week till the show. Uh, what do you get most excited about? Uh, man, this, <laughs> it's crazy. Hanging uh, out with the people. Yeah, we, we love our we love our family. You know, we like to hang out and have a good time. So that's what we do. Yeah, and seeing some beautiful rides coming through. All the good rides, yeah. you know. Yes, for, uh, for I sure. Some pretty nice stuff is showing up big time this year. So we, yeah, we have a lot of uh, uh, best of awards. We have nineteen of them, um, and then the top fifty. Um, and we're also doing a BMX uh, cat. Uh, award yes uh, bmx sign up is online or at the show it's only ten dollars to sign uh to 
enter your bike into the BMX bike. We already have two entered um, online. Um, so we and uh, Donnie with Bonsai is going to be Donnie ba- I'm not Bauer. Sure. Bauer um, is going to be our judge for that. Excellent. I'm going to be registering one since since I won't have you know the whole fam and everyone, you know, they're not going to make fun of me bringing all my shit show, you know, especially with Mike not being able to come. So, you know, I can bring a bike and I'm going to register it online too. So, you know, that's all I got to say about that, you know? Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Big ups to Donnie. Right. Right. I also wanted to touch base and just let people know that, um, we will be staying on grounds the entire weekend. Um, there is also security that is um, on the grounds, and we lock the gates at 10 o'clock every night, or well, and when everybody starts leaving between 10 and 11. Um, but they, if they would need to leave their ride Friday night, Saturday night, they, it's going to be safe. Excellent. And so, well, there are, there are trailers. Yeah, trailers on side. Yeah, the everything's inside the gate. Excellent. Yeah, and that's good stuff. So. Yeah. Um, what should people know about the, the you know, just to kind of for a moment touch upon Niceville? When we came in town last last year, a lot of good restaurants and stuff like that. So someone that's going to come in, maybe they're not going to have a camper. Uh, what are some of the key things they need to know about anything about the city and uh, the host hotels potentially? Okay, the host hotel um, is Comfort Suites and Best Western. However, I think the rate um, for the show has already passed. Yes, um, yes. They also have a Holiday Inn Express there and a new yeah, that's, uh, uh, Town Suites, I think it's Town called. Townhome Suites. Townhome Suites um, is a brand new hotel. And then there's a Quality Inn as, or, yeah, Quality Inn as well. Um, all within a mile from the show, from the showgrounds. Um, as far as restaurants go, uh, Peppers is a good Mexican restaurant. Uh, Lighthouse is a good seafood restaurant. Bamboo is a good um, sushi restaurant. Docks is a good restaurant. Um, uh, Props is a really good ale house. Um, they make their own uh, ale to their own beer, and it's really good. Excellent. Yeah, and you know we went to a, a great spot last year. I forget the name of it, but it was a brand new place. It might have been that last one that you mentioned, but they had their own beer and stuff like that, and uh, it was really cool. Yeah. Now the um, uh, last year we touched upon this too, but the air for um, the air force base is not that far from there. So I remember going through, and and you know there's a lot of uh, cool stuff around there w- with that too, like with. Um, the uh, Blue Angels and stuff. I remember seeing some stuff like that. So it's just a really nice city, isn't it? Correct. And and what it is is um, the, there's a museum. It's not the Blue Angels. The Blue Angels are actually in Pensacola. Okay, got um, it. Which is the Navy base. Um, but the uh, the there's a museum by in between Fort Walton Beach and Niceville um, that has you know that actually has a Moab. Um, has a bunch of the other planes, has a stealth out there. It's really, really beautiful um, and great museum to go to, and it's free. Got it. It's a good place, good place to go take some photos with your ride, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, this just this year, you know, going one to Lone Star Throwdown, you know, I passed through Niceville. And then, of course, going to Orange Beach Invasion, I passed through that area. And I think, you know, you're definitely right because it was in Pensacola where you actually see 
in the uh, kind of the interstate, how they have that the Blue Angels kind of built into the it. Blue Angels, correct. In, into yeah. the exactly into the design. That's pretty cool stuff. There's there's so much to be excited about uh, with the event. Uh, last year, you guys did fantastic, and last year we kind of thought about it as almost like a first-year show, right? Because you guys didn't have a huge lead-up time in year one, right? So keep me honest, Correct. this is the third year. Correct. This yeah. is our third annual, yep. Oh, yeah, so that's good stuff. Third time, yep. third time's a charm, right? We're going to be big <laughs> Hells, yeah. Now, we even got the homie yeah, Tim yeah. from Orlando, Negative Camber. He's going to be rolling in, and yeah. I know you guys – uh, we you know we kid around a lot of times, but you really go to a lot of shows. Both of you, uh, you're kind of boots on the ground. You're yeah. always out there talking about the show. Um, with the beautiful weather, with it being uh, springtime here in Florida, are you guys expecting uh, just you know good turnout with 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 um, everything, uh, all things considered? Oh yeah, we're gonna have a massive amount of people from what we're seeing. Everybody, if they all come, the ones that said they are, it's gonna be packed up in there. <laughs> so we're we're hoping for it. It could get a little crazy for us, but it'll be good. We'll enjoy ourselves doing uh, it. You know. I also wanted to mention um, we were gonna have uh, an Easter bunny there on Saturday as well. Nice, oh, yeah, the Easter bunny. Yep, yeah, we're gonna have for, by the from the Devil's Rejects. Yep, they're going to have an Easter bunny there for us. Excellent. Well, and, and yeah, that's yeah. that's one of the good things because the you know being there last year, you have this like family type atmosphere. A lot of shade trees, right? Plenty of great places to park the show vehicles, oh, yeah. and uh, there was yeah. a good mix. I mean, there were stuff like old Chevy Apaches there. There were low riders, the VWs. Of course, plenty of full size trucks. I got a chance to meet a lot of people there that kind of came out uh, to to you know to to hang out and. What I wanted to ask too is uh, spectators. How does that work? Where they pull in? You know, how does all that go? Okay, so everybody has to come in the same entrance, um, whether it's spectators or uh, registration. Just registration is further down. Uh, we will have somebody out there directing traffic and telling everybody where to go. If it's spectators, where to park. Um, it's only five dollars a person to get in for um, for the weekend. It's not a whole lot. Um, kids 12 and under are free um so we just you know we're we're hoping that people will come out and and see all the beautiful rides you know for that are local to niceville and and four wall beach and the surrounding areas or drive in you know they yeah. like to do that <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh yeah and yeah. you know we we joked a lot last year about don't cut the hair grow those mullets but you know this year like we yeah. talked about yeah. a minute ago that's going to morph into kind of the 80s and 90s, right? Because we don't want someone to be like, wow, man, I ain't got no mullet. You know what I mean? I can't participate. Right, and that'd be the end of it. Correct. But, I mean, dude, yeah. I know, I know, David, you're big into the, you know, the jorts, the cutoff jean shorts. I, you know, I heard that you're going to maybe unretire a pair. Um, you know, I know that, you know, I heard some stories about you in the I'll 80s. Pull I pull mean, them out of the back of the closet, you know, uh, see yeah. if I can still fit in them. I'm a little bit. Than yeah, I'm you're used. like Eminem, just cleaning out your closet, you know. And um, but but in all seriousness, we you know we we heard that you were a Hellraiser back in the '80s, and you might have to kind of, oh, uh, you know, kind of yeah. bring back yeah. out some of the old Decorver stuff back before we knew you, man. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to know the age. Oh shit! Oh shit! So. Uh, SparksInThePark.com. I want to compliment you guys uh, for just an awesome site. 
Um, it's it's real Thank clean. You. It's it's got all the information you need to know. Good branding on here, and uh, I know that you guys want to give a huge shout out to Sal uh, Acrophobia, Absolutely. great guy. So just talk for a few minutes about uh, how uh, Sal is helping make this a uh, show happen. Okay, so this is the third year in a row that he has had no problem with um, being our title sponsor. Um, I don't think he plans on not being our title sponsor. Um, so he he is planning on sticking with us year after year. Um, and he does a great job with mufflers. If you're looking for a custom muffler, that's the place to go. Yeah, he's a good guy. And um, if you look up on Instagram, I know you can even follow um, him individually. I always like to kind of give that out. And if you type in Sal, you may be already following him, but it's hot rod underscore Sal. Acrophobia member, of course, a muffler guy. He's been in the business a long time. I think maybe even second generation owner there. Yeah, uh, but just second a generation exactly. Yeah, just a good dude. And when when you go to SparksInThePark.com, you can um, keep me honest. You can register, but you also have some of the names like Grinder TV, Street Trucks, All Time Low Magazine. Uh, you've got the media uh, coverage, of course, including OLP. Now, uh, talk to us a little bit about the awards that you hinted at earlier. Uh, we got some really nice um, custom best of awards being painted by Jason Feltham with Feltham uh, Fabrications. Fabrications. He does a phenomenal job at what he does. It's like, wow, blowing my mind seeing these every day as yeah. he's popping them out you can find You can follow him on Instagram. We've also been uh, sharing it on our story. Correct. And then our top 50s were done by uh, Doug Johnson with Creative House Designs. He done a really nice acrylic 3D awards for us with our show artwork. So they're, they're really nice, man. It's going to be nice to get some awards from us. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, and I got to give a huge shout out to Doug, man. I didn't realize um, even until uh, Custom Life had put out their new... Uh, video where they're on YouTube, uh, custom life. And, right. um, they had basically had, uh, Doug had some truck challenges, uh, some truck issues when they yes. had met up with Brian and those guys, but, but rest assured, they got those awards. Those awards always come out awesome. And they drove them, which they yeah. were planning to do, but they had to take a second vehicle to go all the way to orange beach invasion. Right. Now, yes. yep. now Brian, yeah, on the other hand, you know, issue. Yeah, Brian loves his Nissan Titan, and he, you know, he likes to reinforce that thing as like a workhorse. Now, are they going to be delivering them for the show? Do you have any fears that you know Doug is maybe going to forget to change oh, the blinker fluid? We have them. We picked them up at OBI. Oh, look at you guys! Look, look at that! Yeah, so Doug doesn't have to worry about the blinker fluid, then, David. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, man, we know how stressful it can be to have truck challenges. So, uh, you know, big ups oh, to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, the other thing we, that I we like, also want to we all, we all, I also want to thank you um, and or whoever um, at OLP for um, talking up our show because uh, Roxy Simmons. Um, yes. is going, yeah, she's coming. They're excited. They've already pre-registered. Yeah. So, so I was, I was really excited. I just wanted to give you, uh, you know, a shout out for that because that, that, that really means a lot to us. Yeah, no problem. Roxy, we got a chance to talk with them a little bit more, uh, and Robert over at OBI. 
just great, great family people, really cool truck. Right. You know, I said, Hey, let me get this truck, man. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, right. <laughs> they're, they're just good people, you know, wholesome, uh, family kinfolk. And it's cool to, to see those people coming out. And, you know, I, you know, I love that you're going to have the BMX freestyle bike deal too. Cause again, you know, to all the listeners, uh, this is a unique opportunity. You can even register your bike and then you're in for the award. And I think we're going to continue to see this kind of stuff grow. So I love that you're continuing to expand and come up with new concepts. And, um, you know, I know last year was a challenge, but I tell you, when I was out there, um, it technically got pushed to August last year because of COVID. And when I was there, right. the weather was awesome. And it just reinforced that uh, what a great city it is. Now, uh, when I uh, when you exit off the interstate when you're on uh, I-10, uh, about how long does it take for someone that's going to exit off there to get over to the show, David, Kim? Uh, you know, about is it like a 30-minute drive? No, no it's only 15. Like 15, 20 max. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Depending so on traffic, but, you, but yeah, 15 minutes. It's straight down Highway 85, and, and the grounds are, are right there on Highway 85. I love it. Now, we're going to be using a couple hashtags, uh, primarily Sparks in the Park, and then we're also going to be using um, Sparks, so S-I, wait, Sparks in S-I-T-P. S-I-T-P. Thank you. I, S-I- I love how, <laughs> how uh, Relaxing on the Ranch did that, I'm like, I'm stealing that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we call it borrowing, but I just borrow it. I my website to <laughs> SITP.com one day. <laughs> I know. So we're going to be using SITP 2021 to, to kind of curate all, all those posts and stuff like that. But there's a lot of good people that come out. There's a lot of great people that make up the scene. Uh, we've re- kind of reinforced that over the last few years. But I know that both of you break your necks and in, in, in your backs to get out there and um, – you know, I certainly appreciate everyone that's committed to come out. If anyone's on the fence, I tell you, just, you know, literally, you can look up Sparks of the Park on Instagram, Facebook, and then, of course, sparksintheparkshow.com. Also love that you put some of your reviews out there, like uh, Ruth Stokes says, very nice experience, met a lot of fine folks, and seen many awesome rides. So, uh, you know, you've got all that out there as well on the website. Awesome. I also wanted to, to let everybody know that um, for the cornhole tournament, the uh, whoever wins the tournament, the, the, they lay and lick pinstriping is making a custom set of boards to give away to whoever wins. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and he'll be on site as well. So if anybody needs any pinstriping done, um, he'll be in, on site and so will Robert Messenger. That's awesome. Excellent. Yeah, so everybody get out there. I know, David, even on the website, I think you've got your our David and Kim. Their phone numbers are literally on the website, sparksintheparkshow.com. Uh, for anyone that can't make it out, maybe you're too far away, maybe you do have some family obligations, uh, just rest assured, follow those hashtags. Uh, you can also uh, follow OLP. We're going to be sharing more photos um, than, than you can imagine. And uh, we just love that you both have uh, come together to put on another event in Florida. We're so fortunate. And listen, for years, you know, people were like, man, I wish there were more shows. You know, back in the day, man, we had a show every other weekend. Well, guess what? If you just look at Florida. Yeah, if you, you know, you know, Eddie's got his show. You got Big John with the Trucks and Cheeseburgers. You guys, you know, Mini Madness doing their thing. The Orlando Memorial Cruise. I mean, uh, uh, Vertically Challenged. I mean, you name it. They're all over 
And I would tell people, yeah. I don't care that it's the panhandle. Get out there. For me, it's going to be about a six-and-a-half-hour drive on a Friday after work. And, hey, right. you know, do it for the scene, right? Absolutely. We do it all the time. I need to call your boss so you can get off early. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna try to uh, you know work from home. Call you out sick. Yeah, I'm gonna work from home that day and uh, try to you know you, you know what I mean like work on, work on the road. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> load up, <laughs> load up, and go. drive while you tapping on them keys, right? Yeah, dog. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but Bring no, forty foot with everything in it. <laughs> yeah, only if I can borrow your uh, the sweet Ellie, you know what I mean, and just drive it around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding you, man. Love that truck, by the way. But, man, listen, we've talked about a lot. Um, I, I'm, ex- I'm excited about the, the weekend and one week uh, here in Florida. Uh, just want to reinforce to everyone, it is uh, – why don't you reinforce April the date? The- yeah, why don't you reinforce the dates to everyone? Yep, it's April 2nd through the 4th. Uh, Friday's the 2nd, of course, Saturday's the 3rd, and uh, Sunday's the 4th, which is Easter Sunday. Um, and then also, um, yeah, everybody would love to have everybody come out and listen to uh, Get Low spinning those tunes and Tosta saying what he does and making the the crowd part of the of the show. So um, we're excited about having them as, as partners as well. And we also have uh, the VFW uh, Post 44637 um, from Defuniac Springs that's coming out. Um, and anybody who signs up um, under them, we are donating $10 um, per ride to go back to a cause that they're raising money for. And they're going to be selling tea as well that will go towards that cause. Yeah, I saw that. So just to be clear, I saw that in social media. So when mm-hmm. they get to the show and let's say they pay, they have to go over to the booth to register and then some of the proceeds. No, 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 no. When they on the registration page okay. under club affiliation, um, they can either put the VFW post or they can put bo- uh, Buddy Poppy. And that's who the benefit is for. Um, is this? Um, yeah, the drive is for Buddy Poppy. Um, so they can either put either one, and anybody who does that, um, we are donating ten dollars back to um, that that drive. Excellent. And and again, everyone, many of you showgoers, you realize that most of these key updates are a lot of times are shared right through uh, Facebook. Uh, so what I would tell you and encourage you to do is uh, go on Facebook, especially if you're going to be at the event, uh, type in Sparks in the Park. You'll see it will come up as a third annual event, as Kim mentioned. And a lot of these uh, uh, updates are also going to be in there. So if you're like, hey, I remember they talked about it, but you know, I didn't quite catch something, uh, go out there, uh, select that you're going to give them a ballpark estimate of what to expect. And um, you know, again, you can register right on the website, Sparks in the park show.com man we really appreciate you guys any last words from kim or david come on out join us at sparks in the park because we're gonna have a great time can't wait to see y'all you're the next contestant and i'm gonna bid one dollar bob one dollar bob i want my two dollars <laughs> yes we'll have the switchblade knife for you man i love it too you guys have a great yeah. weekend. Uh, get some rest because it's going to be wild next weekend in. We nice will, and, and I do want to. I do want to mention just one more thing. Um, when you do, co- when everybody comes to the show, look for the flags and the banners and the signs 
that's where the entrance is going to be. We're going to have a bunch of, of signs and flags and everything there um, because there is two different entrances um, and we don't want people going down by the soccer parks because you will not be able to enter the grounds from the soccer park. Yeah, well, get some rest this weekend because it's going to be crazy in uh, Niceville yeah. next weekend. You guys be safe, yeah. and we, we really appreciate well, we both of you all. We're getting a rest this weekend. We're getting a tick mark this weekend. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to Altered Metal. No, 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 no. Oh, that's right. Altered Metal is going down this weekend, so shout out to them. Yeah. But seriously, yeah. just stay home, man. You don't need to go to another show, man. Let us get – you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dick Mark Willie, buddy. <laughs> yeah, brother, you guys be safe. You as well. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. you got it. Peace. Come on the spot to fail sisters like the hair rail spitters and kids on the ziggas ziggas. When it's ugly, then the club is lovely. Thugs be sipping Hennessy and bubbly to my comrade to keep it flaming hot on dangerous blocks. Claiming spots where the goal is to be one of the top ranked soldiers. 45 holders, one of the high rollers. Get respect in the hood. Credit is good. Knock it down, lumberjack style, baby. Extra wood. Rock it all night long. The bang a thong, baby. Keep hanging on. We like it with the lights on. Don't have to blow 20. Down to get to know honey staff, show her the town, steal a heart, no money down. I'm internationally known when I be on the mic. I'm internationally known, yo. I'm internationally known when I be on the mic. All hell the honorable. How about some hardcore? Yeah, we like it raw for sure. Broads on the floor, wall to wall. It's more at the door, players ball to score. Cause this right here is for all of y'all. Rockin' my primo, yo, I got what you need, bro. You go see a show, smoking El Mino. And DJs play hits with hard bass kicks. And then they display tricks like the Matrix. Make the record fly, undetected by the naked eye. Don't just feel the vibe, cause your ears never lie. Nowadays, DJs bags of tricks, graphic. Also behind the back shit, catching and scratching. Blast it, this kid got his craft mastered Hands is mad quick like he mixed with magic Spin it back and forth and grab it And know just where it is There it is I'm internationally known When I be on the mic I'm internationally known, yo I'm internationally known When I be on the mic Murderous mistakes. I hit the street with beats and they critique for weeks. They be like, How that kid ride reach the peak? Pull out the heat and use my technique to speak. It's dangerous. Sit calm and explain the kids what part of the game this is. A foreign language is. They hold raws events in different continents. Put my lyrical contents in monuments and ghetto garments. I rock a towel like a pharaoh. Mind travel, design style like a pharaoh. My fashions last long as a lifetime. Cause I can see the future when the guard right by. They mad cause I Manage the range so long, like they dance to get money done, came and gone. This is strictly for my listeners on the corners at night, and the sisters that be keeping it's right when I be on the mic. Oh, I'm internationally known when I be on the mic. Oh, I'm internationally known, yo. Oh,